to you. It is my the serious side. I'm your boy Jay Wow. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend so far. Here's what's coming up next on the serious side of the Jay Wow The complaint demonstrates that Donald Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself and to cheat the system, thereby cheating all of us. Previously, the Kremlin said that nuclear weapons would be used only if Russia faced an existential threat. Now they said any attack on its territory could generate that kind of a response. The problem that I have with this situation, you got to be a sorry mofo to steal from the lowest of the lowest. Mississippi is the poorest state in our country. It's citizens. So is that a poorest state? Brett Farm is taken from the the, the, uh, uh, the underserved. Celtics head coach Ime Doka was suspended for the entire upcoming season for, quote, violations of team policies, the team announced. Online radio at its best. Father God, we just thank you and we praise you for this day, Lord God. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for this is truly the day in which you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. Father, we thank you, O God, that we can come before you and make our requests known unto you, Lord God. We come before you, Lord God, on behalf of those that have submitted prayer requests in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for you know all, you see all, you're everywhere all at the same time. And God, we thank you that there is nothing that can happen on the face of this earth, O God, that catches you off guard or catches you by surprise. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for you being a healer. We thank you for you being a deliverer, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that mother or that father, Lord, that's crying out on behalf of that child, whether they be sick, whether they're gone wayward, Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus for you being the peace, you being the calm in the midst of a storm in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for you touching that body, Lord God, that may be Lord God, ailing in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, oh God, for you showing up on the scene, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you being the medicine, Lord God. You being that bomb in Gilead, oh God. Father, we thank you for you being that bomb here in the United States, that bomb abroad, Lord God. Wherever you are needed, God, we ask that you show up and show out. We ask, Lord God, that you arise and demonstrate your power in the name of Jesus. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise, oh God, and we thank you, oh God, for allowing us to come before you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It's best. Of course, I'm J. Rouse. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Had a little bit of a hiccup this morning. We'll see how the rest of the show turns out. But you know how we get down, rain, sleet, or snow. We like the postman. We always deliver. My main man, Mr. Elias, is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. And how are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and one. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. One. Good morning, sister. One. Good morning, Marianne Music. One. Good morning, Momo V. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. 
Uh, you forgot one person, Mr. Elias. You have to get your routine right, sir. Who did I forget? Uh, did, you, did you not did you say good morning to the real day this morning? Oh, no, I mean, wow. good morning, real day. Wow, wow, good wow. morning. He'll work it in. You know, he has his routine, real deal. You don't worry about it. He'll get it right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Vanessa is off this morning, and of course, Jerome joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. And the countdown is on. Johnny Deep will officially be back in the house in a couple of months. We can't wait until we have him back in the fold. But you know, like we always do, it's time to take a point of personal privilege where we talk about things that are not going to make the main docket this morning. And uh, you know, Mr. Elias, man, we lost a legend this past week. Marva Hicks passed away yeah. at the age of 66. One of my yeah. favorite artists. Yes. Yes, she could blow, man. Good Lord, she could blow. Wow. It's, that, is, uh, that, that is a loss, man. Good Lord. And that, that's, you know, that's sad, but, you know, that's, that's you think about it, that's the young age. And... At yeah, that 66. age, I was, yeah, that's a young age, man. I used to think yeah. that 66 was old, but that's a young age, man. Oh my God, you know. And when I get yeah, that news, find out what happened. Nope, I don't know. I have, I have yet to get the in, info on any of that. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh, a little surprising for her to pass away uh, at such a young age. Um, you know, yeah. it's just you, you think about you know, your mortality. When people die, it's you know within the ten-year uh, range, <laughs> or six or eight-year range of your actual age, you start thinking about things. It's only human nature mm-hmm. for you to go back and start thinking about your own mortality. I mean, especially if you are you know in your any time when you're fifty years old or plus. You are in that zone, I think. <laughs> right? I think you're in that you're zone that you know that hey, yeah. you could wait. You know, you could not be amongst the living the next day. You're just in that zone. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in the fourth quarter of your life, and you just start really wondering about things. You know, you think about your own mortality. But here's the thing that here's a saying that someone said to me a long time ago, and I think about it often is that if you lived your life on the face of this planet and don't have an impact, then what was the purpose of your life? I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. And and I always say, what you know. Really? And and, and Monique Monique said, yeah, what did you do with that dash? And what what, what she means by what did you do with that dash? It's a dash in between... in between oh. your, 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 yeah, your, your sunrise and sunset. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that dash. What you do with that dash? And what it, I've never heard that. It's pretty cool. Dash. Yeah, huh. you know, and that dash, that dash means what? What have you done? How many people have you impacted in your life? And, and Muhammad Ali says it best: if a man is doing the same stuff at 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 at, at fifty as he did at twenty, he's wasted thirty years of his life. So. I get it. You got to have some type of impact on somebody. Some type, if, even if it's one person, you've affected a brain that could spark that they could that they could change the world, man. So yeah, you could be that huh. inspiration you, to somebody. Now wait a minute. Now you know a lot of these people say these things once they get old. Is it the situation where people say, you know, 
I hate to reference the Cosby show, but I mean, this really happened. You know, Cosby, uh, Cliff Huxtable made a comment about, you know, when he was young, how his parents treated him. But now, he, you know, the grandparents were treating the, the, the children different. He said that these are just old people trying to get into heaven. <laughs> that they never, they never rolled that way when they were younger. But now all of a sudden, you know, it's a calmer, gentler person, you know, when you get up in age. I mean, do you think that's a fact? Do you think people change the way they do business because they're just trying to make sure they make the, make the pearly gates? <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you if you believe in what the Bible says, all you got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're saved and you're going to heaven. So, yeah, you know, but you got to, yeah, that. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you say I, that, Mr. Elias. What? Because okay, what? in that case, why are Christians so bad? Why 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 do they treat people like what, crap? What? Why do why why do, why oh, do the boy. majority of Christians go. treat people like crap? They do. Think about that. What? Think about your evangelicals. How they treat people? How they treat well, the poor? But, well, wait a minute now. Hold on. That, see, now you're getting into this this conversation where you know we are. You know, the flesh is weak. The flesh is filled with sin. So how can you, I mean, it's hard to, you know, you can't, it's like when people talk about pastors and stuff. Oh, you know, I, it irks me when people talk about their pastors who are just straight up pimps and do all this nonsense. And then their congregation says, well, you know, he is just a messenger. You don't follow him. He's a messenger. He's a man. Well, then if that's the case, then stop sending him and his family on European uh, shopping sprees where the church, people in the church are giving their last 5 or $10, and this joker is, you know, flying in on a helicopter. So stop it. So we can't, mm-hmm. you can't really use, I mean, our, that's not a good argument, I guess, Mr. Elias. How can we talk about man? Man is man. He's not God. We can't yeah, compare, you know. Good. If we're so-called living by what you just said, because what the Bible said, and we're, you know, by what you're saying, by the by, the, right. by the standards, we should we, we should be treating everybody right, not just not just trying to get into heaven for that. So you know, why don't uh-huh. we why don't we treat people like why don't we treat people like they say in the Bible for the so-called Christians that that well, because we're that because, because you're a man, because that's what? why. Because okay, you're a man. You, this Bible, you go to church every Sunday. You go to church every Sunday. And you, okay. and you still treat people like crap. So you call and, it, okay, but see, but what is not, I don't not, know, where are you going not, with this, you're though? Not, you're not, well, you just said, uh, is it a case where... No, I'm just asking the question, where are you... Where, but where well, are you going well, with I, I don't understand. Where are you going with this? That's why I'm lost. Where are you going with this? Well, you you, you brought up the point, is it, is it the fact that they're trying well, to get into heaven by treating treating these people better? I said, no. It's not that, because that, in that case, you know, the, the world would be a much better place. The world would be a much, it would be a much friendlier but I'm, place. I'm still lost. It would be a much different place. I, I, I'm still lost as stuff. far as what you're, but what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that people shouldn't be apart? You shouldn't go to church because of, of heathen Christians? I'm, I guess I'm not following where you're going no, with this. No, no, no. That's what I'm trying to find was, out. Is it a point? To where they're they they're, they're, they're doing this, they're, they're treating these people like this so they can get into heaven, or is that is that a case like that? And that's what you said. And I said if that was the case, well, they would be their grandkids 
or, or you said you said if, if, if this is the case where they're trying to get into heaven by treating their grandkids better. And I said if that was the case, they were what? treating people better. That's what you said, Frank. That's what you said. Well, well, well hold on. I know what I said, but what I, I guess where I'm going with this is what are you trying? I don't understand your point, but I but I get it. I guess I, I just don't understand where I just said. You know, do you think it's true what people say about grandparents trying to get into heaven? That's all I was saying. Kids better. And then I'm thinking that by being, well, you know, by they're changing you know, their whole, yeah, just changing who they are. Period. Right. And by by that's treating their grandkids better than they treated the kids. No. Well, that was the case. Well, you Most know. Christians would treat, 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 treat people better. That that would be it. Do you believe in God, Mister Elias? I surely do. I surely believe it. I believe oh, okay. there is God. I believe God is there for us. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I you know I, I just I just guess I had to ask. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is a serious side of the Jay Ryle show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world. Um, these are turbulent times. You know, I was uh, watching. I started watching this series on MSNBC about uh, the killing of this young black kid uh, in Teaneck. Uh, is it Teaneck, New Jersey? I can't remember the, the, what, what town it's in. But, you know, when you think about police and the way they kill young black kids, I mean, man, it's like, why are we tripping on this? Because this happens all the time. This is nothing. There's nothing new about any of this. And it's like, you know, it's like all of a sudden it's a news flash. I guess we have to still talk about it because, you know, if we don't bring light to the topic, you know what they say, you know, you have to bring sunlight. Sunlight is the best disinfectant, disinfectant for germs. And when you have people that are treating folks the way they're treating them, then you have to expose it for what it is. But it's still a difficult topic to talk about, about how this has been, how they've been getting away with this for years. So now, here's my question to you. Cell phones, in my opinion now, is the greatest freaking uh, invention since in the 20th century. Because had we not have cell phones, dude, a lot of this stuff would go unreported. Right? Yeah. Because you had to have a camera to report all this stuff. Everybody's carrying a camera now. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, and it's, it's it's one of the best inventions ever made. I'm sorry. And I it, thought it was it, stupid you can't, you can't when it first came it. out. I uh, thought it was stupid. I'm like, who the hell? I'm like, why the hell do I want my phone to take? Tell you how dumb I am. How do you want? Why do I want my phone to take pictures? For what? That's why I have a camera. I remember making this specific argument to someone. Why do I need a, a camera in my phone? Hmm. But now they were, think about innovation and think about how people speculated this from back in the day. How long have we had cameras on phones now? Since the late 90s? Yep. Yep. So you're talking almost 20, you know, three, four years ago, someone had already anticipated this is where we were going with this technology. It's amazing when you sit back and think about it, really. Because now, you know, you said to yourself, I remember when the cell phone, I remember my first cell phone bill was like 500 bucks because I was paying a freaking $1.99 a minute 
And if you were Roman, oh my God, that was four ninety five a minute. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah, like, no one can afford these. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so now here we are, and you know, in this new day and age, it's crazy. All right. Well, uh, we've bumped our gums long enough. We have a lot to get into. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for an NPR news update, and then we'll be back to get into the show. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Raw Show. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Winter Johnston. Tropical Storm Ian is gaining strength in the Caribbean as it makes its way toward the U.S. mainland. NPR's Dave Mistich reports Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has declared a state of emergency ahead of the storm's anticipated arrival later this week. Governor DeSantis is urging residents to stock up on supplies ahead of Ian's arrival, which is expected later this week. The storm is now threatening parts of the Cayman Islands and Cuba. Although Ian's exact path has been difficult to project, Michael Brennan of the National Hurricane Center in Miami says a large swath of the state could feel the effects of the storm. There's the potential for widespread uh, hazardous impacts across all all of Florida, essentially. President Biden approved a state of emergency, directing the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Department of Homeland Security to ready for Ian's impact. Dave Mistich, NPR News. Voters are going to the polls in Italy today to elect a new government, one that's expected to be led by the first far-right prime minister since the end of fascism after World War II. NPR's Joanna Kikisis reports that Italians are deeply divided about their prospective government, fearing isolation within the European Union. Italy's next prime minister will most likely be 45-year-old Giorgia Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy party. Maloney would also be Italy's first female leader, but that fact does not cheer up Gloria Costa, an ex-banker. Everybody knows that she comes from uh, a fascism party. She's not for the poor people, for the immigrants. But vegetable seller Silvio Amato calls Maloney a strong Italian woman. He says Maloney will crack down on corruption and protect Italian identity. Maloney's party is set to govern with two other right-wing parties. Joanna Kakissis, NPR News, Rome. North Korea has fired a single short-range ballistic missile into the sea off of its east coast today. It's the first known test since June. Japanese Defense Minister Yasutatsu Hamada estimates the missile reached an altitude of about 31 miles. Speaking through a BBC interpreter, Hamada says the missile fell outside territorial Japanese waters. This series of actions by North Korea, including its repeated launches of ballistic missiles, are a threat to the peace and security of Japan and the region, as well as the international community. It violates the United Nations Security Council resolution, and we strongly condemn it. The missile was fired after a U.S. aircraft carrier arrived in South Korea for joint naval exercises. This is NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. 
every other child gets a chance to live in the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. The complaint demonstrates that Donald Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself and to cheat this system, thereby cheating all of us. He did Welcome this with the help Andrew. of the other defendants, sorry. his children. Donald Trump My bad, Jr. I'm sorry. Oh. Ivanka. Hey, she's still talking. You done, Tish? My bad. Welcome back in 3-7-8-5-0-1-2-7-2. We do not want to interrupt her because she is on she is on the job. That's uh, Attorney General Tish James out of New York announcing that the Donald that Donald Trump, his children, and the Trump organization um, is being sued by the city to pay back millions of dollars that they fraudulent fraudulently took from the city are made. And they're trying to stop the Trump family forever, ever, 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 ever doing business in New York. So here we go again. And you should know what I'm about to ask you, Mr. Elias. You know, Donald Trump, do you think Donald Trump is going to jail? And if he goes to jail, if your answer is yes, how many years behind bars do you think the former president will spend? Well, first and foremost, no, he's not going to jail. He'll, he'll get out of it. Okay. He'll get out of it. You think so? Mm-mm. Yep. Okay. Sure do. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's the, that's the end of the Q&A session because you're saying he's not going to jail. You're Okay. Well, do you no. think he's going to be charged? Yes, I think he'll be charged, but he's not going to go to jail. So then, if they charge him, then okay. So then, what's the point, Mr. Elias? If he's going to be charged, yeah, you charge you're saying somebody, he, and still okay. Not going to jail. That, he, well, let do. me ask, let, let me change it. Do you think he's going to be indicted? There you go. That's the better question. Do you think he's going to be indicted? No, no. He'll find a way to get. How out. the hell can he'll you find a way to get him? How the hell can you put your lips to say that? With everything that's going on, Mr. Elias, how the hell can you say that he's not going to be indicted? Come on, man. I mean, if this guy does not get in, dude, if he does not get indicted for the chaos that this has, he has created, man, it's going to be a lawless land. How can you let this man get away with so many things he's getting away with and don't charge him? I don't get it. Was January 6th chaos? Was January 6th chaos? But, but but wait a minute, man. But see, that's different. And I say it's different, okay. not because well, it is, Mr. Elias. It's different. It is different because you know what? Donald Trump did not go down there, and he did not take a Trump flag and bust the Capitol door doors open. You don't have footage yeah. of Donald Trump down at the Capitol. Yeah, he said some incendiary things. He got them all riled up. But come mm-hmm. on, is that really a crime? It's not a crime. That's why he was impeached. It was yeah, unbecoming of a city president. Well, okay, Mr. Elias. Okay, he gave a speech. Okay, he gave a speech. And as the president of the United States, he got them all riled mm-hmm. up. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. his fingerprints are not really on this. Trust me. Mm-hmm. The situations that's going on with him in Georgia, the situation that's going on with him in New York, 
the situation that's happening with him, with the, the, the documents in Mar-a-Lago, I'm telling you, his fingerprints are all over this, and you cannot tell me that he's not going to get indicted and charged. You said he's going to get charged, but you're saying he's not going to get indicted. If uh-huh. this man gets away with this, he will make a complete mockery of the justice system. He already, ha- he already has. Well, he, well, he already has. He's, he's he already okay. has. He's te- Mr. Elias, he technically has not been tried. The justice mm-hmm. system and being impeached are two different things. He was mm-hmm. impeached. You had uh, Republicans who held that process up. This is the court of law. And even though you had that, that, that crazy-ass judge that allowed the mm-hmm. special master and all this other stuff mm-hmm. to get involved in the uh, secret document case, the Justice Department appealed to the appellate uh, court, which has two judges that were appointed by Donald Trump. And guess what? He lost. Mm-hmm. Those two judges of came course. back and said, oh, no. Hey, fix your mic. Course. Fix your mic. Your mic is messed up. What do you mm-hmm. mean? Of course. Your your your, your mic is messed up, man. Okay. It's all to me. It's all a show. Yeah. It, it, it's it like you're. It's like you're. You're, you're blinking in and out. But it, it's like it's a show, man. I'm telling you, dude. I I you know. I think he, I, what I think will happen is they won't let him run for president, and that'll be it. I think that's the only thing that's going to happen to him, honestly. I believe that in my heart of hearts because this, this, is, this is the America we live in. This is the America that, that we're going to, to keep living in, and um, they're not going to let, let us get away with it because this is America, and America is not set up for us. It's set up for the rich. And the ultra, uh, I don't. Okay, I don't know. Man. Right. I, I don't know. Okay, well, I, I hear you, but I, I just don't know how he gets away with this. I don't know how he's not charged. I don't know how anyone who's ever attended. Well, but he, you're Let saying he's charged. not even going to get indicted. I mean, that's crazy. Okay. I mean, that's crazy. I just think it's crazy. He's no longer president. You're mm-hmm. starting to see judges that he now keep in mind when they you know when they filed all these lawsuits in federal court about the uh two thousand uh twenty one uh two thousand twenty i guess election uh dude guess what he lost he was owing sixty two and a lot of the judges mm-hmm. that looked at these cases were people that were appointed by him. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is correct. But So what are you talking they, about? They, uh, putting him away and, and letting him get away with stuff is two different things. Trust me. He'll get away with it. You know? He'll get away with it because that's what he's done his whole entire career. This man has done wow. nothing but corrupt stuff his his wow. entire career and gotten away with it, wow. and, and is continuing to get away with it. I don't know how you can look at average citizens and say that we're going to allow this guy to get away with this. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Maybe one, maybe two. This guy, listen, George is coming after him, right? Mm-hmm. New York is coming after him. 
Kiss James said pretty much, look, guess what? We're going to forward this package, all this information to the Justice Department, saying, look, you have to charge him. You can't let this guy mm-hmm. get away with this. You just mm-hmm. can't. Okay. I can I can hear the sarcasm in your voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, look, dude. Why, which folks been getting away with stuff for years. That's what they do. They'll find a defense to get away with it, and that's what they'll do. So what's you know, the defense, Mr. Elliott? Since you're on a roll, what's his defense? I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but if well, I, well, I, you well, know, well, I only play one. But it, it, hell, well, play how, one how, and tell me what his defense is. How did a kid get away with killing four people in his car? Because and, and and all they said, and the defense what? was, well, he wasn't used to being. He wasn't. He didn't know what bad was. He didn't know what the break. What are you talking was. about? <laughs> the kid in Texas. What are you... said, the, the influencer case, where the kid killed those four people, and because they were so ultra rich, that he was drunk driving. And they said uh, that he that he didn't he didn't know the right from wrong, and that's the reason he got off. Okay, this is, this, this, this is this is thing. This is justice system is set up for the ultra rich, and if you don't realize that by now, something's wrong. I'm telling you, it's set up for the ultra rich, and the ultra ultra rich, and if you're ultra rich and you white, you'll get away with you'll get away with it. You'll get away with it. He's been getting away with this stuff his entire life. He's alive. You can tell he's nervous because he, somebody's in his ear telling him, hey, dude, this is serious. You better take this serious. Because you can tell him. That's my point. John Hannity interview, he was nervous. He was nervous. That's my point. coming up with all kind of trash and saying all kind of trash. But ultimately, somebody will get him off. That's what, that's what happens, man. That's what happens. I'm telling you. The justice system ain't set up for us. It's set up for the rich folks, the rich white folks. But you reference reference the Sean Hannity interview, and you can tell Mm -hmm. he is sweating bullets. And I think he's Mm -hmm. nervous. People around him are saying, hey, you've gone too far this time. You're going to pay the piper. Mm -hmm. That's why Mm -hmm. I just don't understand how we can sit here and say, well, you know, the bottom line is is that uh, this guy is not going to be tra- – he's going to get away with it. I, I don't see how he gets away with it. I, I really don't. I, I don't see it. I don't see how with everyone that's coming down on him. This is not just a onesie or a twosie. Uh, everyone's coming down. Everyone. And I don't see how he walks away from this. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Watch. He Watch pleaded the fifth over 400 times after saying – that, uh, you know, if a person pleads the fifth, now these are words out of his mouth. If a person mm-hmm. pleads the fifth, that means that they're hiding something and they need to be sent to jail. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. Fast four years later, he pleaded the fifth over 400 times. Eric Trump pleaded the fifth over 500 times. This is the part that I don't understand about Americans who continue to follow this guy. This is the part I don't understand. Because at the end of the day, everything that he is saying, think about how he railed against Hillary Clinton on emails. What is she doing with all these emails? This guy had had sensitive, top-secret TSI documents in his possession. Now the reports are that his attorney said, hey, you better turn this stuff back over because you're going to get in trouble. So he knew. 
But he goes mm-hmm. on Sean Hannity and says, well, you know, I'm the president. I can declassify anything. Even if I think about this statement that he made, he said, even if mm-hmm. I think it should be uh, declassified, it's declassified. It's declassified, yeah, of course. <laughs> Dude, even if I that could be, think, that could be his what, is, what does he do? What does he do? That way, that's a weak defense. What does he do? Maybe magic wand? So, ooh, let me see. I want these documents to be declassified. Poof. Are you kidding? So, so and people follow this man. Yep. Huh? So is the affluenza defense, but that kid won. He didn't go to jail. The affluenza, the affluenza defense was weak because he didn't know right from wrong. And, and and that kid did no jail time. They let him out, and then he, he went – he he even they did let him out with a with an ankle monitor, and he's still like, eh, I don't want to be under this house arrest, so I'm gonna take off. And they still let him get away with it. He did no jail time. I'm telling you, rich folks get away with stuff, man. They do all the time. It's nothing new. And people people look at him and say, well, they're rich because, and we'll let them get away with it. Oh, they're job creators, so we'll let them get away with it. You can't mm-hmm. be serious about Donald Trump. You, you just can't be. Okay. I think that you're cynical. Okay. I think that I, you can't okay. be. You, you just can't be. You can't okay. think that he's going to walk we'll away from this unscathed. Well, we'll I'm damn, damn sure. You're damn right we're going to have it. But but I just mm-hmm. can't think that you think that this guy is going to walk away from this thing unscathed. I, I, I don't. I, I think deep I, in I your mind. I, I said they're going to say you cannot run for president again. And that's what that's what they're gonna to do to him. They're gonna stop him from running. Okay, but in order for that to happen, he has. To, but okay, but in order for that to happen, no, he has to be indicted and charged. Well, I mean, he has to be charged, They'll they'll say you broke the law for. Let's look it up um, during the break. I, I don't. I, they, I think it has to be more than that. Secret documents, and you cannot run for office again. And that's what they're gonna do. I'm telling you. Well, that's that's what's happening in New York, but I don't think I think he has to be, and I may be wrong about this, but I think he has to be like you know, he has to be you know indicted, and he has to be you know found guilty or something. I just being charged. I mean that that's kind of a I don't know. I think that's too. Uh, I don't know. Look it up during the break. Let's see what happens. Let's see what it says about about that. I, I think that a person. I think you have to be convicted, uh, you know, uh, I just think so. But but anyway, so anyway, so Trump now is uh, in hot water with the state of New York. Now, let's think about it for one second. He's moved to Florida. The chances of him doing business ever again in New York are slim to none. He's pretty much left that place. I was watching a mashup on him the other day, and it talked about how he, you know, it showed how he was saying, Mr. Elias, what are you doing? It sounds like uh, he, it was a sound bite saying, oh, I'm filthy rich. I'm the richest person. Oh, I'm really rich. I'm rich, 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 rich. But then it went back and it outlined, all, hey, dude, what are you, are you dropping a mic or something? What's going on? Well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting Oh, man. Oh, okay, your mic must be hitting against your face or something. It sounds horrible. All right, so, but he talked about how he uh, he's super rich, right? That he has all these different businesses, and and you know his net worth is this, and and 
and so forth and so on, right? And, and so they went back and they looked at all his failed endeavors, how he talked about how he was self-made. He wasn't self-made. His father gave him money. He's made bad deal after bad deal after bad deal. All these buildings that supposedly he owns, he don't own. He just put he just puts his name on these buildings, right? You know, you look at what happened in Atlantic City. He's pretty much the reason why the boardwalk went belly up because of his business actions. He's a failed business person. Everyone in New York, when you talk to people that are in New York, they were laughing at the country. They were saying, I can't believe y'all voted this clown president. We already know that he was a sleaze. We already know that he doesn't pay his bills. We know this. Matter of fact, he's having trouble now trying to get legal help because people are not going to go work for nothing. He has a, a reputation of not paying people. He's a sleazeball, and, and people continue to follow him, Mr. Elias. Of course. To the end of the earth. We got people in the chat room that it. follow him. We got yeah. people in the chat room that follow him. Your guy easy. Follows him no matter what. This man can crap over the whole country, and, he, and, and, and you, you would, uh, he, he would follow him no matter what. He's following to the ends of the earth no matter what. This man can yeah. talk well, to some people back in the government. Yeah, and he's one of them, you know. Well, I I don't get it. You know, you're supposed to be a sound mind in judgment, but, you know, it's it's interesting. And I can see that, okay, we, you tell people this every week, you know, vote, vote the pocketbook. But now we have so many Republicans. I don't think you've ever seen this in, in the history of this nation. So many Republicans, prominent Republicans are denouncing him. And yet you still have these folks, you know, that are – not, you know, they're not wealthy. Uh, a lot of times they're not educated. He despises them. He's caught on tape saying he doesn't want to touch them in the rope lines, but they still follow him like he's the Messiah. And I just don't get it. If somebody doesn't want to have anything to do with you, why the hell are you following him the way you are? It's just crazy, man. I, I don't understand it. And it makes you really wonder how the, you know, the human mind ticks. I was thinking about this the other day. What makes a person wake up? And, you know, there's a story about a young man, uh, a situation here in, in, in Texas where this guy shoots and kills, uh, uh, you know, the father of a two-year-old, and he leaves the two-year-old in the car, and the two-year-old dies. And, and they have almost a surveillance camera just in a, you know, in a, in a convenience store after he had committed the murder, just walking around, you know, looking at you know, food and stuff like that. It's like it was no big deal. Huh. How do people like huh. that operate? Man? How, how do you exist? How do you wake up in the morning saying, I'm going to go out here and shoot and kill somebody today and don't think nothing of it? Uh -oh. I remember a line in Mississippi Burning where uh, my man, uh, what's his name? Gene Hackman, one of the greatest actors of our time. He walks into this barbershop where the good old boys were meeting and talking about all the crap that they had done the night prior. And he walks in, and this guy who, this guy, he always plays racist dudes. He's a good dude, but, man, he plays the hell out of a racist. And uh, and, he, and he talked about, uh, uh, you know, killing African Americans. And he says, man, I, he, said, he said, I'd kill him, wouldn't think, he said, he said, I wouldn't think twice about it. He said, man, it's like wringing the, the, the neck of a chicken. He didn't care. And how do you not have value for human life? You have to be just a low-down, despicable person 
to, 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 you know, to be that way. And you, and guess what? You talk about the Bible. Well, think about it from this perspective. You know, folks, and I'm not here to, to tell you what to believe in religiously, but at the end of the day, those people are going to hell, right? There's no such thing as a morally good person. Either you are in or out when it comes to, you know, Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So your behind going to be cooking right down there with him. You probably ain't killed nobody in your life. But, you know, if you don't change the way you're doing business, you're going to be right down there in hell with him. No sin outweighs the other. A lie is just as bad as murder in the eyes of God from which, the way I understand the Bible. It's just crazy, man. You just think about all this stuff. My mind be wondering sometimes when I'm just traveling around thinking about some of these people who are amongst us. I was behind a guy the other day that had on the back of his truck, if you want the real news about Biden, turn into Newsmax. <laughs> oh, boy. I pulled up next to him and kind of gave him a look like, you're an idiot. And he kind of looked at me and was like, cool. yeah, you want to. This <laughs> is crazy, man. Well, All right, three, four, well, seven, eight, five. It's, it's, it, what, what? Go ahead, man. Give me your, your final thought on it, Mr. Elias. Well, I was going to say, we got Jerome here with us. Maybe he can give us his thoughts on it. Oh, okay. We have a few minutes left, uh, three minutes left in the segment. They all belong to the man, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, Jerome, man? Much. How you doing, fellas? What's going on, Jerome? Brother. The brother's doing what we do. All right, man. The last three minutes belong to you, man. Give me your thoughts on this whole thing with Tish James. And let me ask you the question, though, before you, you know, give me your thoughts. You, you know, once again, I ask this question every time something major happens. Do you think he's going to be charged? Do you think he's going to be indicted, and do you think he's going to jail? Well, um, I don't. Well, I think he's going to get charged. He's going to get indicted. Right. Yeah. I don't know about going to jail. I think I, huh. you know, said this many a times. They don't like sending yeah. rich white folks to jail or white females. That ain't really the thing. And the reason that he's huh. been avoiding jail is just kind of what Tish James laid out was years of corruption, literally. So that means that from all the DAs and prosecutors that's been in New York City, none of them prosecuted him, and you need to ask the question, why? Right? So even with the Manhattan DA, she literally went on TV and begged them, Justice Department, we have the evidence, we have information, we know he broke laws, do something. Because, because, that was a civil suit. So they're going to bankrupt him. Right. Trump already tried to, you know, settle it, and she told him no. They're going to break them, like, financially. So yeah. once that happens, his leverage is going to go, and people right. feel like, okay, well, maybe we can take some shots at him. But I think that's the main thing of what New York's uh, prosecutor, the attorney general, is doing, is she's going to break him. She's going to break their family financially. He's been breaking their law for years. And so somebody's going to break so? it. She gets to take the money. You think, you, think he's going to be, you think that they're going to take all his money, Jerome? I mean, that, that's, that's, uh, that's news to me. Do you honestly think that they're going to break him down like that? Oh, my gosh. That's the only thing you probably should have got out of a press conference. We're talking 250 huh. mil is what they're going for. Even if he settles that, you know how your creditors work whenever you get a mortgage or a loan, right? They can call it at yeah. their discretion. And when they feel like you're getting sued, they're going to try to get the value of their money first. And if your building is leveraged, the bank is going to take your building. 
because they realize that you can't pay it. It's all within the scope of the law. So if they start calling in loans, which he got loans under bad faith, according to the attorney general, he inflated his assets, got a mortgage on the building. Even if he paid it back in the past, he still broke the law. So it doesn't matter. If you lie, and even if you paid it back and say, I never messed the payment and I paid it back, you still can get prosecuted. So once you break them and the kids, you got to remember he's going after she's there at culpable too. They inflated. So once you go after them, you're liable for that money, so your line of credit is going to dry up. And that means any bank that's housed in New York City or New York State, you know, the city banks and all those guys of the world can't loan him money anywhere. So if he thinks he's going to go to another state and be able to set up business, she can come after them in that other state once they owe New York State money. Yeah, so this is going to break them financially. This is going to hurt them. Like, the criminal stuff, yeah, he's not getting prosecuted. You know, um, side advance declined to prosecute him. They have all of the evidence, and they declined to prosecute him. As much noise as he was talking, the Manhattan District Attorney did not prosecute him. So that's problematic. And so, you know, once you break somebody, you literally break their hold on their leverage. And so how is Trump going to make money? You know, Kirshner got $2 billion from the Saudis since he's been, uh, you know, in the white, out of the White House. Gave him $2 billion. That's going, New yeah. York State should probably take a good portion of that money. Wow. Okay. So, so before we end this segment, man, let, let me, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie's White Chick, but remember the movie's White Chick when, when let me ask you, so you're saying that Donald Trump's going to be broke. Is he going to be Martha Stewart broke or MC Hammer broke? Now, see, you know I don't like that joke. MC Hammer is not broke. That was back in the day when the movie came out, man. That movie's old. Okay, so I'll answer it this way. Being broke is relative when you're rich. That means you can get a line of credit from somebody, which means you'll be back in the game. There's many people who file bankruptcy still have money. That dude is going to have leverage because he still has nuts giving money to a GoFundMe or something. Like, he's constantly raising money. Ooh, they're they're, um, bringing charges against me. I need money. And you have nuts giving him millions of dollars. He's always going to have some kind of money. He's not going to have Forbes-less money, though, no more. That's what I think. He's going to have money. He's not going to have Forbes money. I'm sorry. I, when you said that, bro, I said, man, I can't wait till he finished because I'm going to ask that, that question. I know. Oh, me to talk. Oh, that was, like, I want to know if it's in the white chick kind of way. Because everybody thinks MC Hammer is broke. MC Hammer had a pension, and he still gets a good amount of money. He does oh, not have no, MC. Business side. Shoot. MC, huh, no, uh, MC Hammer, you know, you didn't see this. MC Hammer, uh, I think we'll talk about it on the other side because MC Hammer is not broken. MC Hammer has uh, revitalized his image. All right, it's time for oh, Convita yeah. time in four minutes or less. Something that you, that you need to know. We're listening, you're listening to the yeah, serious side. Three, four, seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, MC Hammer's rolling. We'll talk about it on the other side. We'll okay, be right back. rolling. All right. <laughs> Survivor of Room 111 from the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, is finally home. 
teacher Arnie Reyes was welcomed back by a drive-by parade of cars, the smells of home cooking, and family and friends who are working around the clock to care for him. He says that community support is helping him pick up the pieces after he lost 11 of his own students that day. NPR's Claudia Cusales reports. The wind is playing with the chimes outside the green apple-colored home of Arnie Reyes. Inside, family and friends are coming and going. Come in, brother. You can come in. Reyes is resting on his recliner, reminiscing about his first meal back of bean and cheese tacos and what he missed most. Just the scent of my pillows, you know, things you take for granted and you like. I love the way mom sauteing the onions to make video or whatever. It's kind of been like a little bit of a closure for me that I'm home to heal. The fourth grade teacher returned to Uvalde one month to the day of the shooting at Robb Elementary after undergoing 10 surgeries. He was greeted with a car parade in his honor and a constant line of volunteers bringing meals, mowing his lawn, and helping him get to appointments. This community has really you know, come together and and done so much together. It's far and away from where Reyes was on May 24th when a shadowy figure appeared from the back of his classroom after firing shots in the room next door. Reyes had instructed his students to get under their desks and close their eyes, and he was confronted by the gunman who shot him in the left arm. The death of the 11 students haunts him. They're my kids. They're my students. They're my kids. They're my children. And it's like parents lost one child. Families lost one child. But I lost the other. After he was shot, Reyes fell to his stomach and played dead for more than an hour as the shooter sat nearby at his teacher table, at times coughing in response to cops' distant call to talk to him. Reyes says the shooter splashed water on his back and then blood on the side of his face and then shot him again halfway through the ordeal. I think he just wants to make sure that everybody's dead. And I think that's why he shot me the second time on my own back. By the time Reyes heard officers come into the room next door, he braced for the end. Soon after, a Border Patrol agent was dragging Reyes by the cuff of his pants, yelling out he was heavy. Reyes' sense of humor breaks through, even in the darkest of times. And I thought to myself, dude, I'm still alive. Don't be that mean. Reyes, a former Robb Elementary student himself who is trying to look forward, says he remained haunted by the mistakes exposed that day. His door had a malfunction and would not lock, an issue he asked to get fixed multiple times. And he remained confused at the law enforcement delay. There's really no excuse for 77. He tries to remain tight-lipped about the incident commander, the school district's police chief, Pete Arredondo. Arredondo happens to be his cousin, and they have not talked since the shooting. I wish that he would have said, I'm going to go in there and that's my family. But he didn't. Reyes has also come to see other struggles, such as the outpouring of money that's been donated to possibly rebuild the school. Don't wait for a tragedy to say, okay, well, here's $10 million. Now you can have the best school. Don't wait for the tragedy to happen. Do it now. He's also trying to cope with the reality that he did not save his students. During the parade by his home in his honor, a mother of one of the slain students got out of her car to embrace Reyes. She she had to come and tell me herself that, you no, know, it was not my fault. I had felt guilty in the sense that, I'm sorry I didn't save her, but I 
did what I was supposed to do. But I still had that guilty feeling, like, what else could I have done? Reyes says it's refocused him. He's not sure if he'll return to teaching, and he still does not have use of his left arm. So the idea of how his journey ahead works is not fully formed, and it's still a work in progress. I'm here, and a lot of it that, that's getting me forward in all of this is the love that I'm giving to my community, the love that I get from my family and the thought that I want to make things happen for my students, that they wouldn't die in pain. He says that community love is helping him start to cope with the nightmare of losing all 11 of the students in his classroom that day, students who felt like his own children. Claudia Rizales, NPR News, Uvalde, Texas. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Previously, the Kremlin said that nuclear weapons would be used only if Russia faced an existential threat. Now they said any attack on its territory could generate that kind of a response. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's the serious side of the J.R.L. Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best, 55 minutes after the, after the hour. Glad you guys are here with us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Hopefully uh, the weather is great in your neck of the woods. A lot to talk about uh, still. Uh, now, before the break, we were talking about MC Hammer. MC Hammer actually has reinvented himself. He is now, when the apps first started coming out, uh, he owns a lot of apps, phone apps. And so, hey, he's back living high. And, uh, brother, congrats for, you know, getting back on that horse because people were laughing at you back in the day. You know, you used to have 300-something folks show up at your at your concerts and and uh your folks well yeah, i didn't either i thought it was sad uh but mc hammer is back on the right track so uh you know kudos to him and this business uh ability to bounce back business-wise go ahead jerome can i say something no i didn't think it was sad because yeah. no i didn't think it was I, sad I didn't either think it was sad. because mc yeah. hammer um when you have money some people are smart enough to, to put their money in pensions that will allow them to file bankruptcy and not lose their money. MC Hammer was not broke. That is a myth in the black community because MC Hammer had a lot of money. He was paying a lot of salary, and he filed bankruptcy on his company stuff. 
So he had to downsize, and he couldn't give away the money that he was. But he gave hundreds of people salaries that was like 40 and 50 grand. They never see that kind of money in their life. He oh, yeah. fed his people. He should be... He should be touted as a hero to black people opposed to anybody ever laughing at him saying he lost that money and I wouldn't have did it. It's because your ass is selfish. But the problem was that he did not starve. He was still eating. He didn't have any problems like that. He went from having all of this notoriety and popularity and he gave his money away. And the reason I made the comparison to O.J., it's because people think that O.J.'s broke because you can't sue him for money. But Johnny Cochran and those guys were smart. He gets something crazy like, I don't know, 30, 40 grand a month. That's yeah, how much money football they pension. have. They can't touch that. Yeah, they can't touch can't it. Touch yeah, so, so, so yeah, we keep so, saying so that people are broke good. without actually understanding how money works. You know, you sue, yeah. you sue Mitt Romney, you ain't getting a dime because his money's in a trust, and you can't sue a trust. You can sue him personally, yeah. but he is still going to have all of that money. Yeah, and you're yeah, going to yeah. try to sue him and try to get, you know what I mean? So, and I don't yeah, mean to throw yeah. him out under a bus. I don't know him like that. But I'm just saying, like, no, no, generally, no, I, I, I knew during the presidential campaign, they kind of explained, you know, his situation. And he was like, well, I, yeah. I'm not, I don't have that much money. Yeah, he doesn't have much money in his name, but he has yeah. that kind of money. So, just yeah, so that we don't more. keep perpetuating, yes. I just say that so we don't keep perpetuating the same stereotypes, you know, generation after yeah. generation, that that whole thing needs to die on the vine with Hammer. Hammer did not – Hammer personally is not broke. His his business filed bankruptcy, and personally, if you look at his story now, like you said, he has apps and all this other stuff that's going on now. But, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he should be laughed at for that. I think it's admirable yeah, yeah. that at some point – a hamburger is a hamburger, and it does not matter if you pay $50 for one or you get it off the dollar menu. Your stomach can only hold so much food. And so just having the really expensive stuff does not make you a good human being. Sounds like a plan. All right. Speaking of generations and generations, uh, you know, uh, Russia is threatening to use nuclear biological chemical weapons in this war against Ukraine. Uh, now, one can only imagine a reason why uh, – Putin has decided to uh, start using this type of language is because American intelligence is showing that Russia is not really winning this war, right? I mean, Russia thought that they can go in, big, bad Russia, second powerful, uh, second most powerful uh, uh, military in the world behind the U.S., uh, thought that they can just go in here and just run roughshod and be done in three days. Well, you know, uh, we're over 200-plus days into this thing, and the Ukrainian soldiers are taking territories back that the Russians had seized uh, early on in the war. And now Putin is calling up reservists. He's being made a fool of on the big stage. His allies, Mr. Elias, he thought they would have his back China has already came out and said, hey, you know, we're not really feeling what you're doing. You need to try to figure out something in this. So they're not really supporting him. You know, Turkey and some of these other dictators that he, whose ass he likes to kiss, uh, they are, you know, just flat out denouncing what he's doing in some cases. And then they show these pictures of him waiting on the world stage for these leaders to show up, just having them sit there and just chill out. And so this war is not going the way Russia thought it was going to go. But now he's talking 
nuclear, biological, chemical weapons. I used to be an NBC NCO. We do not want that on the battlefield. I've seen what it can do to a human. You do not want that introduced to the fray. So now, Mr. Elias, I'll go to you on this. People talk about we're living in the last days. I've heard too many people talk about revelations. You know, we're living, living you know, we're, we're living during the last days. The fact that Russia is even considering using nuclear, biological, chemical weapons, it should get everyone's undivided attention. But here's my question to you. If they introduce NBC or nuclear, biological, chemicals in this war, does the U.S. have to react? Yes, they're going to they're gonna have to react. Wow, you know what that means, right? Yeah. They're going to have to, because, well, you know, think about that, man. If you introduce uh, nuclear weapons, man, what, what you know, you, you've taken all, you've taken everything off the stage right then and there, man. That's World War Three, Mr. Elias. Well, there you go. Yeah, he, he's getting his ass kicked and he don't like it. And that's the bottom, that's the bottom dude. line. And that's the We're talking, but, but, but Ms. Elias, if the U.S. gets involved, this is not something. You know, I think what's happening here, and you tell me if you're thinking the same thing, I think that Russia knows that the U.S. is going to be a responsible player in this. And they know the reason why the U.S. didn't get involved in this thing the way they really wanted to get involved in this war in the first place is because they knew that that threat was on the table. They didn't want to do anything to piss Russia off. So we'll give these people the weapons that they need to defend themselves, but at the end of the day, we can't get involved. We do not want U.S. soldiers taking the lives of Russian soldiers, even though we've talked about this on this show in the past, where there were bounties out against U.S. soldiers that Russia was responsible for. We do know that some Russian soldiers have killed American forces, and nothing has really, quote-unquote, happened, per se. But I think that they're playing on the fact that the U.S. do not want to introduce this type of warfare, and that they're going to push the U.S. until the U.S., you know, they're going to keep, you know, pushing it until the U.S. responds. And you think that by them introducing NBC gas in this war that the U.S. will get involved. Yep, but this and this won't be the first time they've done anything like that, man. You know, yes, it will be that. with NBC gas. Yes, yeah, it it'll be the first time that they they're talking about using nuclear weapons. They've never used nuclear weapons before. This would be the first time. Know, they've used that gas before, though. They've, they okay, they're, they're, okay. They've, po- they've poisoned agents and stuff like that. We're talking about nuclear war. That's 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 a whole different ball game. That's minor yeah. compared to what they're talking about introducing to this thing. Trust me when I tell you this. Yeah. And, well, and so, would you support the U.S.? Do you support the U.S. Okay. getting involved, knowing yeah. what the consequences yeah. are and the stakes? Wow. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Because what's next, us? You know? What is that? What's next? They'll never come at us. They, they, they won't. Listen, okay. let me tell you something. We'll never come like at us. Let me, we'll never come at us. Stop, either. man. Say what now? We never thought that they, What did you they, say? Uh, we never thought that Saddam Hussein would come at us. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, well yeah, but, but Saddam, Saddam Hussein didn't. That was a, that was ben really Laden. the Saudis had something to do with nine eleven. Oh, Bin Laden, but see, but see, that's different. That's not a nation. 
You know, it's like it's like uh, it's like trying to send an army in to fight a bunch of gangsters. It's, you know, you're, you're fighting on a whole different level. So no, you're talking about countries with head of states. Bin Laden was a thug. It's it's a different situation. You're not North Korea. That's why North Korea keeps firing these weapons into firing these weapons into the air and into the ocean. Nobody, listen. Everybody can talk all that nonsense, but at the end of the day, they're not going to tug on Superman's cape. They're not going to send nothing this way because they know once they do that, they will no longer be in existence, and it would hurt the U.S. There's no doubt about it. But if let North Korea even remotely send something close and it hits, you know, 30 miles off the Seattle uh, coastline, man, it's smithereens for them. They know it. And Russia don't want none of this smoke either. They talk all that yang. They don't want this smoke. They don't want it. They don't want it. Mm -mm. There's no way. So, yeah, you're going to have little thugs and stuff do what they're going to do. You have terrorists to try to do things like that. That's why they use human shields to go in and blow stuff up. They don't – no big nation wants this smoke. They don't want it, period. So let, let me ask you, Jerome, uh, would you support the U.S. getting – if Russia introduce, introduces nuclear – you know, goes down the avenue or down the line, the line of using nuclear warfare. Would you support the U.S. getting involved in this thing? Mono or mono? I'm gonna, uh, no. Not at all. Yeah. And I agree. No. There's, there's no, no, no. I'm saying no, no, I would not support it. No, I there's, agree. Okay. See, because what we're talking is Russians fighting Russians. We keep spinning yes. off Ukraine like it's not an internal fight to them. You know, and I know European countries and cultures love war. And anytime mm-hmm. one, somebody wants to fight, somebody wants to jump in. That's why there's always missionaries and people going fighting other people's wars. People like that yep. stuff. But truly what we're yep. talking about is people's cousins fighting each other. Because, you, you know, Ukraine was a part of the Soviet bloc, the Soviet states, and yeah. the USSR, anyway. And a part of their whole thing was, it's like, you know, Texas does a lot of things as far as their governor is concerned. But will New York right. send the National Guard into Texas? It ain't going to happen. Right? right? We may get mad, want to vote, you know, that, that fool out or whatever. But I have family mm-hmm. in Texas, and I would never hear of, you know, New York's National Guard going into Texas. So when right. those two start fighting, I don't give a damn, like, if they're using nuclear chemical re- weapons, it's just blowback on Russia. You're killing Russian yeah. people at the same time. And that's why when he said he was calling up 300,000 troops, that they arrested 100,000, more than 100,000 people. Because they ain't trying to hear that. You're, you're, nope. you're fictitiously making a war, and we can't just keep jumping in, into people's stuff and without actually understanding the dynamic, because Ukraine is not going to be our friends no matter what, no matter how we slice it. So if we think, oh, we're just protecting the American way, that is garbage, right? It was like messing around in Afghanistan. Afghanistan was never going to be our friends. And if we want to get on, you know, oh, they did something wrong morally by encroaching on Crimea and all that stuff, we don't go after Israel for taking Palestine's land. The U.N. has been voting against the United States for years telling them, you are supporting Israel in taking these people's land. 
and we turn our back. But now you want us to feel some kind of way about Russians taking other pe- Russian people in? So, you you know, you have to be clear on when you start talking about morality and values and stuff that we don't have too much of a leg to stand on, and they need to start to handle that. Now, we're doing what we can to give them defensive weapons, even if they go on offense and taking back their stuff. But we still need to take our weapons back when that war ends, because those things will be used against us. Yeah, well, we usually don't. What usually happens is in situations like no, this, I know we, we destroy don't, or whatever. We need yeah. to get smarter. Yeah. We need to get smarter. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're giving yeah. them and training them on technology that is not theirs, and so we're just leaving that into the hands of the people who you're going to end up fighting next week. Well, let me ask you this question, because here's here's a new question here. This is something that President Biden said last week, which is a little bit of a surprise to me, was that he said that if China invades Taiwan, that the U.S. is going to get involved straight up. We're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be passing stuff to Taiwan, to, to the Taiwan people to, to, to defend themselves. So I don't know. We involved. Now, now that, that's huge. Especially since China owns a lot of the United States, but the fact that he said that, I was like, "Wow, was this a gaffe, or does he, does he mean business?" No, and this, this I, could be this could be like statesmanship too. We cannot go into exactly. Taiwan because our agreement with Taiwan is like the agreement with um, Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Hong Kong. The, the British needed to turn Hong Kong rule back over to them after a certain amount of time. And when that time ends, you can't go back and be like, well, we still want them to be free. China's like, nope, we had an agreement. So your agreement is this, and now you can't go back on it and be like, well, Taiwan want to be free, so we're going to help them be free. The only way we could do that is to go to war with China, and that's not going to happen. So there's tough talk all the way around. But you just can't let people, again, just colonize you just because they want to. If we yeah, if we well. allow you to use something, you can't. If I let you drive my car to the store and you're like, oh, this is a nice ride. I think I want to keep it. Right? You can't do that. I let you drive it. I'm taking it back. <laughs> so Taiwan issue is more of going through what the agreement is or was. And then once that time is up, whatever, I know there was some vagueness inside of their understanding of what it was, but they're trying to negotiate it, so they're talking tough. But there's no way that they're going to war over Taiwan. Well, that's not what he said. That doesn't make sense. So we'll see. Well, we'll see, because China is saying that the U.S. is not uh, respecting the one China, uh, you know, concept or whatever the case may be. But, man, I, I tell you, things are getting a little nippy on the world stage, and we need to be paying attention to it for real. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Well. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.
nothing is ever the same. Changing houses. Changing faces. Different bedrooms. Different beds. And this trash bag filled with everything I have. I don't want to feel alone anymore. Help us show her she's not alone. Join us at Together We Rise to change the way kids experience foster care. This is a test. Uh, as we jump into the second set with laughter, a hearty laughter from Toxic Style. Welcome back in, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Good Sunday morning to you folks and welcome into the serious side of the TJRS broadcasting live from the Smooth Jazz Jazz Cafe. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Problem that I have with this situation, yep. you got to be a sorry mofo to steal from the lowest of the low. Yeah, basically, Mississippi is the poorest state in our country. Yeah. It's citizens. So if that a poor state, Brett Farm is taken from the the the, uh, uh, the underserved. You made a hundred plus million dollars in the NFL, and they're talking about well, he didn't know. This is what Brett Farm takes. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? So if you got to ask your, if you got to ask this question, is there any way the media can find out? You already know you're doing something wrong. The mere fact that you don't want anybody to know. So you know you're doing something wrong. And Skip, he wanted to seem so, so so philanthropic. He wanted to change the perception of the narrative. He take money for some damn volleyball arena. Well, his daughter plays golf. So we go, ooh, you see what Brad Favre did for his album model? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't get no money. Came out his pocket. He stole money from people that really needed that money. Yep. Welcome back in. 17 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio in this past. Now, back in the day, there used to be a show on here called Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio, where we, uh, it was a sports show. Fun show. Matter of fact, at the time, it was the, high, the most highly rated show on this network. Well, I tell you what, the next two segments, you're going to take a walk down memory lane because it's going to feel like it's Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio. But we're talking about this topic because obviously, you know, the impact that it has on people that look like us look like me and look like people on this show and most of our listeners. So when it kind of bleeds into that aspect of it, then we want to talk about it. Brett Favre, Hall of Fame quarterback, played for the Green Bay Packers. Now it's been it's been revealed that Brett Favre stole money, welfare money, from people in the poorest state in the nation. And so you just heard Shannon Sharp on a show called Undisputed on Fox 1 giving you his two cents on how he feels about it. And so I wanted to take some time and talk about it amongst my brothers. So uh, that's where we're going to start. So, Mr. L.E.S., you know, Brett Favre, when you – these are the types of things that goes on behind closed doors that that we're unaware of. 
Now, this guy's made over a hundred and some million dollars during his playing career. The former governor of that state, he was in cahoots with that guy to get paid millions of dollars to give speeches that he didn't even give, Mr. Elias. And the fact that he said he didn't know where the money was coming from, and now we have text messages saying, ah, you kind of do know where it came from, because if you weren't concerned about where the money came from, then why would you ask that question? Hey, is there any way the media can find out how I got paid? I mean, this is the same guy that supports Trump. This is the same guy that says, hey, when I turn on sports, uh, I just want to watch football. I just want to watch sports. You can leave all the political stuff out of it. But then he goes on a political podcast and rants and raves about people, you know, taking a knee and, you know, talking about what happened on January 6th. He's a hypocrite, you know. And I don't care how many footballs he throws to Jerry Rice. To me, uh, this guy is the scum of the earth taking money from those who need it. And like Shannon Sharp said, if you go back and listen to that clip, he talked about how the government – let somebody try to misappropriate funds for a WIC card. Man, they're throwing the book at these people. But you have Brett Favre taking money that was supposed to be for – listen, that state got 80-something million dollars of uh, money from the government for their poor people, and the guy that was in charge of it misappropriated $77 million of it. Now, that guy's going to jail, I think, for 60 years or whatever the case may be. But just give me your thoughts on this story, how people in these positions can just take that money. The poorest state in the nation, which I did not know, takes this mm-hmm. money, go out and spends money on elaborate sports cars and, and vacations, and now he's paying Brett Favre to give speeches that he never gave. And then they took money and built a freaking volleyball stadium for, for a school where his daughter played volleyball in his alma mater. Just give me your thoughts on this whole story, man. It stinks to high heaven. It was despicable, disgusting, uh, and and this is not this is par for the course, man. This is how rich folks do it. They steal money from the poor, and they're always going to keep stealing money from the poor. And they'll say, hey, look at these poor people getting this money as they take millions and millions of dollars. This is what they're going to do, and they're going to continue to do it. And it's nothing new. What he did is nothing new. And and then people can act like they're shocked and all this and appalled by it. But the rich have been stealing money from from the poor for the longest, and they're going to continue to do it until there's an uprising. And until that happens, it's going to continue to happen. Because this guy, he did that, and he thought to himself, if if the media don't find out, I'll be good to go. Well, the media found out, and now guess what's happening. And and he's another one that he's Mississippi's favorite son. And and if if you notice, this ain't getting much traction in the media. Like it, now, now you, you compare this to the Michael Vick thing, or uh, the Colin Kaepernick thing. This ain't getting as much traction as it is. And this guy stole money. It's starting to. Stole it's money. starting to. Huh? It's starting to. It's starting, it's starting to. to. It's, How old is yeah. this? This story is over a year old, Jay. Well, it just got exposed, though, Mr. Elias. It just, it just got exposed. So, I mean, it's starting to, it's starting to get some legs. I've known about this story. I, mean, I think me and Jerome were talking about this story a month ago. Who? <laughs> me and Jerome were talking about this story about okay. a month ago. Well, yeah, that's when this first started nah. surfacing. Yeah, you're right about that. 
and 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 how how can you how do how can you sit on the news in the news media? You got Shannon Sharp talking about it, but the main news media you ain't seeing it on there. Oh, it's Brett oh Fox yeah, I did actually. I saw it on CNN. I saw it on MSNBC. Yeah, I've seen it. That's okay. That's where I heard the story. Uh, okay. Now, how often would you see this on a Michael Vick thing? You see it on every network. And you see it on every uh, network, every everywhere it's going. This man stole millions of dollars. I don't. I don't recall. I don't rec- it's just starting to get traction, Mr. Elias. The FBI is starting to open an investigation on them. So it's starting to make, make headway. Everybody's talking about the story now. That's why we're talking about it this morning. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I guess for me, the big thing is is that this is a guy, and, you know, and once again, uh, Jerome, Shannon Shaw brought up some excellent points. He said, now, when, when Brett Favre was entered into the Hall of Fame, no one talked about, uh, that whole thing with the Viking thing with him. No one talked about the fact that he sent pictures of his tallywhacker to some chick that worked for the Jets. No one talked about that. He says, but when it was time for T.O. to uh, uh, be considered for the Hall, everyone brought up this stuff, this off-field stuff. And remember, T.O. didn't break any laws. You know, they just said he was an a-hole as, as, a, as a teammate. But he didn't break any any laws. He should have been the first uh, ballot Hall of Famer, and you know, right. and that's the reason why T.T.O. did not go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony because he said this is BS, you know, mm-hmm. because you're talking about you know you're not supposed to consider people in the Hall of Fame. You're not supposed to consider what they do outside of outside of the white lines, right? It's supposed to be strictly all about their career. But yet and still, when it was time for T.O., everyone brought up all the things that T.O. did. But when Brett Favre was introdu- introduced and inducted, you know, uh, uh, John Madden loved him. You know, and, and, and this guy was just the epitome of a quarterback. Oh, he played hurt. He played this. But meanwhile, this guy had demons. And it's a double standard. Give me your thoughts on this Brett Favre story. Well, I think that Brett Favre, you know, is enjoying the privilege that most people do in this country. It's like you demonize black folks and you act as if everybody else's crimes are not as bad, right? We have Mm. a big thing with Trump. As many crimes as that dude has apparently committed, even with the Mueller report, they still would not prosecute him. He got out, they wouldn't prosecute him. We have big references, and I know... You know, even in the last show, people say we always bring Trump up, but he's a poster child of of that whole kind of privilege thing that happens, yeah. right? So yep. with Brett Farb, he's he's showing the same thing, right? We can bring a thousand cases of black people who did really petty stuff that everybody wants to give them the death penalty for, but Brett right. Farb stole five million dollars from poor people, right? And then made sure tried mm. to check and make sure it was covered up. And when nobody can find out. And, you know, and by the way, he's a Trump supporter. So I don't know if they're teaching yeah. a master class on stealing from poor people, but apparently <laughs> that's a thing. Right? So don't don't come to any of us saying that these are not, um, this, this is not, these are apples and oranges. It's apples and oranges yeah. because the black folks that we name, you know, like you name Michael Vick. Michael Vick had someone dog hit one of his cousins at one of the houses that he owned. He wasn't dog fighting, and he went to jail. 
It was on his property, yeah. and he went to jail. Right? We have um, Deshaun Watson, want to give that fool the death penalty, and Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriot, got caught in the sting and arrested. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, um, Deshaun just, you know, exposed himself to me, and they're taking all of his money for that. Robert Kraft got caught and arrested in a sting with sex workers, and he's still on the sidelines. Nobody's saying nothing to that, man. Yeah. So yeah, we have a thousand true. cases of that. You know, when you have high-profile athletes, I don't know how long Ben Roethlisberger played football after that woman said that he, you know, hemmed her up in the bathroom with somebody blocking the door and looking, playing look, lookout. Don't nobody say nothing to Roethlisberger. And I bet you he's first ballot when he goes into the Hall of Fame. Like, that dude yeah. sexually assaulted somebody uh, or raped him. I don't know how the story goes. But that yeah. those are big allegations opposed to Colin Kaepernick taking a knee for to show support for injustice. What kind of yeah. nonsense is this? And, and add to and please and don't 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 stop there. You know, tell the full story. The reason why he took a knee is because he reached out to a white veteran and said, "Hey, so how do I find a way to respect and at the same time get my point across?" It was suggested by the white military ex military officer, a uh, military soldier. Hey, man. Take a knee. Take a right. knee. So, 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 don't act as if you know. Uh, uh, he Colin Kaepernick just, just he consulted with a wounded veteran, and the wounded veteran said, "Hey, you know what? The best way to do that is just take a knee." That well, part of the story wait. never gets told. Well, and and the part that's yeah. part of the story that's sad to me. You shouldn't have to ask white people for permission to get it. that. That is nothing to take a. Well, well I don't think it was that. I don't think it no, was that. It, it was, I may be wrong. He had to pacify the fact that he didn't do that out of maliciousness. He still had to pacify white folks to do something that wasn't even intended to be offensive to white folks. He was bringing white folks something else. It just shows how many no, hurdles and hoops that we have to jump right. through as black folks just so that white folks don't get mad at us for protesting stuff that white folks are doing to us. Right, right, right. And, and let me say this. And, and there may listen. There's some. I think there's some validity to what you're saying. And, and I don't know the, the everything because and I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. I think that what he was trying to do in interviews that I've seen with Colin Kaepernick, he wanted to reach out to the military community. And maybe this this is the first guy he reached out to. I have no idea. Maybe it would have been a brother. I have no idea. He just wanted to reach out to the military community. Not a white. Okay. The white guy uh-huh. reached out to him, and, and the white guy reached out to Colin. Oh, okay, Kaepernick. was that what it was? And, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Said, All right, hey, I, like I, said, really I didn't know. I didn't know, know the details. This, this is what happened. And Colin Kaepernick yeah. didn't reach okay. out to him. He reached out to Colin Kaepernick. And okay, okay, if okay. you really want to talk about it, my old Raouf, yeah. all he would do was pray instead of instead of he would pray during the national anthem, and they blackballed him yeah. from the in, in the NBA. So let's, let's talk about you know, which is surprising, you know. You know which is surprising, man, because the NBA has oh, always been why? the forefront. No, well, it because has the NBA not. has always been the fo- Yes, it has. No, it the has. The NBA and its players have. Guy. Okay, let me rephrase it in the modern NBA. How about that? Those guys have been on the forefront NBA, on social you. issues. The NBA, the NBA allow their players. You know, that's why the NFL all of a sudden started to allow their players to do the, you know, the racial justice thing because the NBA were the ones that was mm-hmm. coming out. Remember, they all came out. I can't breathe. They allowed them to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Remember, other yeah. sports leagues wouldn't allow folks they to protest stop. like that on, on the field. They couldn't stop what? because the biggest stars in the NBA told them, hey, look, they're not a lot of dudes who want to play. And they won't. They, they're not yeah, but, no but money talks, man. But, but wait, Tell them, but wait a minute, man. But, but, same power. Michael Jordan had the same power and wouldn't do it. Uh, 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 you know, but but see, we're not okay. But here you go with this, Craig. We're talking about the NBA as an organization. We're talking about the NBA as an organization. You know, they got rid of the Clippers owner. They didn't have to do that. If you you want to, the NBA has always, in my opinion, has always said, "Hey, we're going to support the players. If it's an injustice, we are down with it. We're going to allow them to come out on our biggest stage and have the three of the most popular players step up and make their comments to the world. The NFL is behind on that type of stuff. It has always been behind on it. Always." So that's my point. The NFL has always been behind on stuff like this. And they're going to continue to be behind. They're going to continue. They're going to continue to be behind because none of them got no day. They're spineless. They're spineless. The major stars won't stand up. Bottom line. Huh. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I was ready to go somewhere with that, think but about, okay. I mean, listen. You, think yeah. about LeBron what? James and the rest of them saying, "Hey, if that guy's still an owner of the team, we ain't playing. We're done." It's money. People understand money. Yeah, I keep yeah, telling y'all that. But money. I remember. But I do remember. This is something that that we did talk about on uh, on uh, Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio. How the NBA players, right? They, they had a little bit of coverage. And what I mean by that is, is that the b- basketball, from a global standpoint, is a more popular game. Those guys can say that stuff. Like, remember when that strike was about to happen? Kobe and all those guys, they already had deals overseas that they were going to be making big dollars. And so the NBA was like, well, <laughs> wait a minute, let, let, let's reconvene and let's try to find a way to make this work. Football players don't have that option. And I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but football players can't go overseas and make more money in a professional league overseas than they can in the States. Basketball players have that ability. So, yeah, they're standing up. Yeah, they're speaking out. But, listen, at the end of the day, you know, they may be walking on a hot wire, but when they look way down there, there is a safety net for some of the biggest stars. The biggest stars in the NFL. (laughs) What? What about Jim Brown? What about Jim Brown? Jim Brown spoke. What Jim Brown, Jim like, Brown? Hey, look, I'm, Jim Brown spoke out against all kind of injustices, man. But he it didn't change out, anything. And, and this is in, it was it didn't make a difference. He's an activist and he stood up for what he believed in. Well, there are NFL players that are activists. You know that that would have so stood he, up all these major stars. Jim Brown was the big, one of the biggest stars at that time what? in the NFL, dude. And he stood up and said, "We're talking look, about dude. I don't like this." Oh. Dude, we're talking about Colin Kaepernick. There are activists. Yeah, you have one or two people that are out there raising raising awareness. But like you said, it has to be a joint effort. You know, I mean, and the thing that and the thing that was impressive about the NBA is that a lot of those players who don't have you know guaranteed contracts and things of that nature, they was like, hey, you know, we 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 have to you know we have to step up. We have to be on get on board too. 
The NFL don't have that ability, even though the NFL is the numero uno sto- uh, uh, sports here in the United States. Worldwide, no thank you. That's why they're having games overseas every year, because they're trying to spread the popularity of the NBA, I mean, of the uh, well, NFL. You know, well, so, let uh, me interrupt you what? for a second. Yeah. Let me interrupt mm-hmm. you just a little bit, because I, I wasn't yeah. going to do this news story today, but this is a story that's yeah. in the news today that the NFL is saying that they found an audience that they could have sold 3 million tickets in the NFL in Europe. So they're pushing Uh to do a franchise in Europe, and they think it might be viable just to have a franchise in there because they think they can sell 3 million tickets, which probably adds up to, I don't know how much a ticket to an NFL game is, but whatever that ticket price times 3 million. So they can find that market over in Europe. Here's the difference between the NFL and the NBA is that the NFL, you wear a helmet. So people look at the game more than they do the individuals. The Uh. NBA is personality driven because your icons are known personalities. So the NFL does not, the NBA has a different leverage as far as the NFL, the NBA stars are concerned because nobody really knows those guys who are in the helmets. That's why you can use scab players in the NFL a little bit better than you can use scab players in the NBA. It does not work in the NBA. It will work because you'll just look at the uniform and just say, oh, you see that game, so-and-so made a good catch, and you you don't think about their personality. So LeBron James' voice is a thousand times bigger than anybody else's because he's carrying that league. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's more global, too. I mean, the NFL has been trying to, since the early, late 80s and early 90s, the NFL is really trying to make football global. But, you know, and I've lived abroad, they don't play football in school overseas. You know, soccer or football, their football is the numero uno sport, point blank, period. No matter what you do, even NFL Europe would have to wait if there was a, if they were using major soccer stadiums overseas. Uh, the NFL NFL Europe, which was backed by the NFL, had to take a back seat. I was involved in all that, so yeah, they've been trying to uh, get the sport global for a very long time. It's an uphill climb, but to be honest with you, they are making some some some, uh, some inroads with it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you're comparing sport leagues when it comes to social issues, I think the NBA uh, has it, you know, down course, pack. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I just they're think more, the NBA is leading the charge. Yeah, they're more like um, you can recognize the stars of those of the NBA easier than can you recognize yeah. football stars. So it's individuals when right. it comes down to it that they have more leverage as individuals. So that's why when mm-hmm. Stephon Marbury said, I'm out, I think it was Marbury, right, who went to China? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that joke is a god over there, man. Oh, he's a god exactly. over there. He is a god over there. <laughs> exactly, right? So so we, yeah. we have to kind of acknowledge that. But when it comes to yeah. scrutinizing people, they scrutinize uh-huh. the black players more than they do white players. It's, it's like um, yeah. always like making false comparisons. So when you have a player, even if it is in basketball and they're recognizable, uh, no matter how good uh, Tony Kukos was in the leagues that he yeah. played in, when he came to the NBA, yeah. he was average at best. Tony Kukos hey, 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 was hey, average. Watch your mouth about Tony Kukie. Don't, hey, don't be talking about Kukie like that now. That boy, hey, <laughs> don't you talk about Kukie like that. Say, they hyped that fool up and made him the highest bull ever. 
with Scottie Pippen and Rodman. They well, gave Rodman that money. Don't nobody get rebounds like that in the NBA ever since I, Rodman. Okay, I agree with you. You redeemed yourself with that comment. I'm with you on that one, Jerome. Hey, <laughs> who goes to suck? I don't. I want to see that back. He goes to suck. Coach wasn't that bad now. Coach, 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 Coach. I, I take Greg Popovich over Kukos. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. But okay, too. whatever. Yeah, well, you would because that's how you are. All right. We're going to end with We're taking a break. 347 We'll be right back after this. You're listening to. Yeah, stop it. We'll be right back after this. Keep it right here. I've been up.
again? <laughs> I know my body better, now I do it. It's easy now. I used to lack confidence, but now I know exactly what to do. My friends are surprised how regularly I do it. I didn't realize men should do it. I didn't know what to do, but now it's part of my routine. Doing it saves my life. I thought it would take longer, but a few minutes, that's all I need. I encourage all my friends to start doing it early. I used to be shy about it, but now I tell my friends how to do it. I know what to do. I survived because I did it. I was scared the first time, but now I do it with a smile. If you don't do it, you might not spot it. Join a Boo Watch by having regular checks. Seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. You're listening to the Serious Eyes of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm J. Riles. It's time to say good morning to my brothers. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, is in the house. What's up, Jerome? How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Doing all right. The man who gets the first and last word here on the Serious Side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and good morning, Nessa, good morning, Rich Sister, good morning, Momo B, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, Real Delia, and good morning to Mariana Music, and Mariana, the first song we played was Bring It by Kim Waters, and that last one was by the late, great Martha Hicks, and it was called One Good Reason, and good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Yes, sir. Mr. LS, man. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room if you don't mind, sir? Yeah, we got Covina Man in there with us. What's up, Covina Man? What's happening? Uh, unfortunately, I have not been able to reach out and check out the social media spots. Sorry, folks. Has some technical difficulties that I've been working on during every commercial break. So no Pastor Steve's th- uh, this morning. Sorry about that. I know Pastor Steve's in the house. I also want to say what's up to my boy Rob Smooth. Say what now? Yeah, I got Are you up some stuff? Okay, well, yeah, we'll read them because uh, we're up against it, too. We'll read them doing our final call, so we'll, we'll get them. All right, so anyway, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. want to definitely make sure we touch base on this last story before we get out of here. Online radio at its best. We're, we're not defending the allegations against Adoka, obviously, especially um, since nothing has been confirmed. But the punishment of one of the few black head coaches in the NBA who led the Celtics to playoffs nearly to a championship is one of the most severe we've ever seen, especially given what's happening with so many other people right now, cough in Brett Favre. All right, so uh, Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics have suspended their head coach, their rookie head coach, who led their team to the final this last year uh, for one year, uh, pending further investigation. Well, not pending further investigation, pending the possibility of more administrative actions taken against him. Uh, Yudoka, uh, the head coach of the, of, the, of the Boston Celtics, had a consensual affair with a woman within the organization. And so the organization is saying that he broke the rules and that uh, they're there to protect the women of the organization. And Mr. Elias, man, I have to tell you, this thing doesn't sit right with me. And I guess it's a, the blessing in disguise that we only have about two or three. 
conversations with this. But let me get your let me get Jerome's thoughts on it real quick because we want to give you the first and last word. So Jerome, I guess my issue with this whole problem is is the fact that only one person is being crucified here. Uh, they said it was consensual. So there's another party uh, who played a role in this. And so the, the organization is saying that, you know, that they're trying to protect the women of that organization. And so we're here for you. Uh, one of uh, ESPN's female uh, hosts that hosts a basketball game, a basketball show on that network, you know, she's saying, oh, my God, we're not going to sit here and blame the female for this man doing wrong. It's not like he raped her. It was consensual. So why is only one party being uh being penalized here. Okay, so on the next show, right after this one, we can do the whole show on this because I, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're going to get a bunch of ne- uh, notes and comments about this from what I'm about to say. But there yeah. is no way, and I think we need to change workplace rules because if you're going to have men and women working together, people are going to be attracted to folks one way or another, and I don't think you should lose any kind of um, 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 stature, money, suspension, if you sleep with somebody who you work with. There is something natural about male and females that somebody is going to look at somebody or be attracted to them. It is wrong mm-hmm. to force them one way or another, right? So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if they're consensual adults and they date or sleep together, I don't see the problem. I never did. Yeah, Okay. Well, now, so now here's the deal. Now, the NFL has a policy uh, that, you know, uh, players can't sleep with cheerleaders. Um, the military has a policy that's very similar because it's called fraternization. Most corporate places, you know, if you're a VP, you can't be sleeping with somebody there. You know, so I guess because of the dynamics of the workplace per se, uh, you know, maybe those rules are old school. And maybe you're right, Jerome, maybe they need to take a look at it. But I guess, for example, I know for a fact uh, a place where I worked, uh, the VP was sleeping with uh, uh, the, one of the secretaries there, and it was not a good situation. And it had repercussions in the workplace. But, I mean, I don't know. But, but listen, I agree with you uh, that maybe those rules need to be uh, revisited. But, once again, Mr. Elias, my problem with this is, is they said it was consensual, and he's the only one being uh, penalized here. And when you listen to, you know, women talk about this on other on sports shows, I should say, um, they're, like, defending the fact that the woman's not being named. They're defending the fact that the woman's not being punished. And I think that's garbage. Um, and, and Jerome's right. I'm going to probably get in trouble for that. But I don't understand how, if this is a policy with the team, then she broke the policy, too. Unless she exactly. just downright made her sleep with him because he was this powerful head coach. Maybe they're trying to look at the, the Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton thing. I have no idea what their thought process on this, but I just think that both parties should be held accountable. What's your thoughts on it? Well, she's a grown woman, and if it, if it was indeed consensual, then, hey, man, she's, you know, she's just as guilty as he is. That's the bottom line. <laughs> You know, she, she had feel. the right to say no to him. She had the right to say no. She had the right to say, hey, I'm being sexually harassed, and, and especially in today's climate, right. I'm being sexually harassed by this guy, and I don't I yeah. don't like his advancement. That's what she, if it was not consensual, you know. But, right. you know, if it was consensual, they both, they both should suffer the same fate. 
And I think, okay, fine, you're going to suspend this guy for, for an entire year? That 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 punishment was too harsh, man. It yeah, was way something too else pending, happened. Yeah, pending. This, that, you know, here's the thing that's so weird about it. Why would you just fire him? So, so something's going on. Like you said, Jerome, something because else is going on there. They're going to see how the next coach does with this team. And if he's and if he's bad, bam. And if and if he's bad, they'll bring him back. If he's if he's good, then they'll they'll get rid of this coach. And he's fired himself. You are. I had to pay him that. You know what, dude? You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what I was about to say. I think that they're holding him out for a year because he's the. I think he's one of the few rookie coaches that has ever come in and took his team to the finals. As a rookie head coach, and so I think you're right, Mr. Elias. This is an audition for whomever is going to sit, who's the interim head coach. And if this guy comes in and this team does very, very, very well, then I think at the end of the year they're going to pull the plug on him. Any last comments, throw them in before we step out of here on this one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to fire him. I don't. I think it's stupid. Like unless something else happens, he shouldn't be sitting yeah. out that long. He takes them to the play to the. Championship, like to the Eastern Championship yeah. in his first year, they're not going to get rid of him. It is such a small he took him to thing. to the finals. Yeah, finals. Well, sorry, yes. To the finals. Yeah. I think it's such a small thing of sleeping with somebody in the workplace that when it's consensual, that that's not. How is that the um, the death penalty of workplace know. violations? It ain't like he stole money. It ain't like you know what I mean. I don't know, man. From the I don't company. know. No, yeah. no, I'm just saying, though, like, in comparison, yeah. having an affair with your secretary or something is not that big of a deal. And they named her and showed pictures of her, so I've seen who she is. And oh, you is? Named is her. she fine? Yes, yeah, she is. So I just want to say Okay, well, I'm going to say what? I'm going to say because you get <laughs> Good, I'm like, hey. Oh, my no, gosh. No, she's pretending well. to be along to me. But anywho, I'm not doing okay, the comparison thing. We ain't, ain't going to get beat up. I'm just going to say, you just did. regardless, it seems like I'm going to I'm gonna wave off my flag and be like, I'm going to pick this up on this case. Because, hey, like I said, if you're going to have men and women work together, there's no sense to such thing as gender neutrality. That's why yeah. I'm against guys and girls or boys and girls using the same bathroom. You cannot do that. There's no yeah. such thing as neutering somebody's um their gender i'm sorry yeah it might be a nice little fancy world for feminists but it's crazy and stupid you can't do yeah, that yeah you're right about that yeah you're right you know i watched this uh documentary on uh a and e a long time ago and it talked about male and females and how that the female uh, it, 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 man, it's it's detailed, and, and I don't want this to sound as simple or simplistic as I'm about to explain it. But it talked about how the female body lets off this 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 uh, unscented scent that demand. I mean, it was crazy how it broke it down. How men and women are attracted to each other, and it's more than just the physical. It's it, it, they yeah. said it's you know it's science. And so what you're saying, Jerome, it really supports that whole thing that there's no way on human, there's no way on earth that it can't happen because science is involved, right? It's like it can't happen, you know? I mean, when you have female jail guards in, in prison with dudes, I mean, you know, it, 
the science is involved. I mean, but let's do this real quick. Let's do this. Online radio at its best. All right, it's time for final thoughts. We have three minutes. Um, let's, uh, Mr. Elias, man, why don't you go first because you have some things you want to read, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Corvina, oh, look, I hate to read this, but this is from Easy Set. For once, I agree with Mr. Elias. While the only person worried about the, how the legal process is working out is Jay. Red Wave is coming in 44 days. Uh, and then Corvina, man, huh? said, I don't think he'll be arrested for, for taxes. However, oh, in Georgia... He would at least be charged. Okay. Yep. Now, what did you say that Easy said again? I, I missed that. Can you can you reread that? Once I agree with Mr. Elias, wow, the only person worried okay. about how the legal process is working is is you, Jay. Red Wave is uh, coming in okay. four days. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right, I, just, I, I missed the last part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, listen. There you go. That's why uh, Baskin Robin has thirty three flavors. Jerome, man, give me your final thoughts. Yes, I, you know what, I want to give a shout out to Minister Lewis who is listening today He's in the hospital in Detroit Get well oh, wow. soon and get out of there uh, Much respect to brilliant people And I want to make sure I say that to him And, you know, hopefully next time I'm in Atlanta I get a chance to see you um, So, just wanted to say that to him I have no thoughts about the show But I really do want to send that out And, you know, love life and much respect to someone who's put in so much work on the ground and who's inspiring all of us today, but we, we just don't know it. But he is one of those people who put out energy enough to inspire us to get through this place. So I hope to talk to you soon. And um, that's all I want to say. Much well, respect. listen, uh, from his from his other brothers on the show, we wish you well as well, Minister. Get well Hello. soon. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we're definitely, our thoughts are with you. Uh, my final thoughts is last night, my baby went to her, went to a homecoming game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She looked like a grown woman. I, I just, oh, my yes, goodness. The time is, oh, my goodness. She is a beautiful, ta- I mean, she put those heels on, Mr. Elias. Man, that girl was towering over me. I'm like, good God. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. congratulations to you, sweetie. Daddy loves you. And, uh, my goodness, my princess, she's not a little girl anymore. And that dress, I was not happy about that either, but I digress. All right, Mr. Elias, if it's uh, – well, I wasn't happy about that dang old dress. All right, yeah, if it's Sunday <laughs> – oh, thank you. Okay, good, because I was like, who the – and her mama bought it too, so I'll be talking to her uh, a little later on about that mess. All right, so uh, if it's Sunday, Mr. Elias, and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? <laughs> it's time for the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. So for Vanessa, have fun, sweetie. Hope you'll be back next week. For Jerome, uh, for my main man, Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rouse, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side coming up next on the need-to-know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. If you're on the phone lines, continue to listen. If you're listening from other places, you will be cut off, and you're gone now. <laughs> and uh, you can always pick up after the show post 30 minutes after its conclusion. All right. And on that note. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. All right, folks, it is time for only need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome. It's free. All right, Jerome, man, what do you have going on this morning, sir? You know what? I got nothing going on because I cannot get my head off of the um, the coach 
of the Celtics, and I want you to finish that. That's where we're starting this show at. We'll get the news and information in a little bit later. But I want to hear what you think about that. We know we had to be easier on the first part of the show with that. So you can send your letters to the trash on this particular segment. <laughs> <laughs> to the trash. To the trash.com. I, I think it's a bunch of nonsense. I think it's a bunch of nonsense. And so the ESPN a female host, she was Kendrick Perkins was because Kendrick Perkins used to play for the Celtics. So Kendrick Perkins had some inside information on what was being what was going down. And he was saying, look, this is some BS, right? How are you going to suspend the coach and don't suspend the female? And so then the female, and I can't think of her name, but boy, she is fine as I don't know what the, the host of the NBA Today show, I'll look it up. But she stopped him, cut him off saying Kendrick, 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 we're not going to do this. This is not about the female. Uh, it's about, you know, male whatever. And then she went on first take, and, you know, I'm not a Stephen A. Smith fan at all, but boy, Stephen A. Smith gave her the business because she tried to shut him up, and he said, oh, no, you're not going to come on my show and tell me to be quiet. That ain't going to happen. And he voiced his opinion as well. But it's like these, you know, it's like it was consenting. It's not like yeah. he, like you said, Mr. Elias, if, if during the other show, you said basically that, hey, if it's a situation where she's being sexually harassed, that's a whole different ballgame, right? If she feels that she's being pressured mm-hmm. into having sex with this mo- this powerful man. But they made it a point to say that it was consenting. So then why the hell? Ahead, I'm curious, Jerome, you said you didn't think he's going to get fired. And I agree with Mr. Elias. I think that they're trying to see what happens this year. And if this interim coach comes in, because why would you suspend them and then say that further disciplinary actions pending? What does that mean? They're waiting to see what the reaction is of everybody else before they determine what they want to do. I think Celtic that fans are mad. Let it go. Right. Celtic okay, fans are so, upset. Right. Here's, here's a suggestion. Um, how about right. not having females work in um, in male workplaces? That's a lot of testosterone oh in football <laughs> locker rooms and in basketball locker rooms. So, oh so for women to say we should be treated the same in those spaces, it is not even possible. The only reason that you have women on NFL shows now is to pacify the male viewers who are pigs who are looking at really nice-looking women on TV. Nobody Man, look at you. Look at you right. preaching. Well, I was thinking the exact same thing while watching uh, NFL Countdown this morning. This girl in this tight Believe dress. Me, I'm like, come on. Oh, back, Jerome. Back in the days, showing our age, Jane Kennedy and Billy Jordan. <laughs> right? Yes, Jane Lord. Kennedy. And just go get some women and say, hey, how would you like to commentate on football? <laughs> that Jane Kennedy Jane and Billy Jordan. And then they started doing sideline reporters. And I remember, I can't remember what year this was, but one year, some female reporter who was obviously too short to be doing NBA games is interviewing LeBron James with half her cleavage out. And so since LeBron would have had to bend down, like she held the mic too um, low, since he would have had to bend down, it would look like he was looking at her cleavage. And I remember LeBron looked directly away from her and started talking, and then went to the locker room. And I'm like, hey, we're just getting set up. 
Because everybody and their mother would have fell out. Just because she's a female don't mean that he had to objectify her. LeBron is married. He was like, okay, um, you have any more questions? I think she asked him another question. No, he answered and walked away. And she was like, thank you, LeBron. And he just walked away. Like, I can't, uh, we can't do enough training for men. Let's say he was single and he thought she was yeah. cute. Right? right? Now he would have been wrong because she was just on her job. They're doing know, over sexualized things to attract male viewers. And now right. women are getting mad that guys are hitting on them. I don't know what to tell you. I don't I really don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey look, Mr. Elias, once he started saying some of that stuff, I just shut up. I said, Oh, <laughs> women oh, uh, yeah, I you should be working on I just be I, like no, I no, said, no, 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 you didn't say, no, I don't care, it's your show. I'm just saying that when you started saying comments about well women shouldn't be working in the male dom I said, Oh, let me get out the way. Let him go and have that. <laughs> I knew, I, knew somebody, I knew there was a Judas on the broadcast. Somebody was going to betray me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, Jerome, no. No. Mr. LES is here. I know, but Mr. LES is here on the J. Rob show when we did that show about women being single over 40. Oh, my God. I mean, man, you thought that I called every female listener a B-I-T-C-H. Man, our phone <laughs> rang and rang. And so it was so bad, Jerome, that we had to have an apology show the following the next show because they were hot. <laughs> you know, so, hey, you know, our, our, that whole, remember, Mr. Elias, we were talking about white women and black women? Oh, that was another one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, hey, man, female listeners are sensitive, man. My, hey, you can be sensitive all you want to, but the problem is, is that if you're not dealing with reality, then somebody needs to take the forefront and go listen to all that other nonsense that you're watching on regular TV, or go to another right. go to another radio show, because technically yeah. we're not here for that. It's like when when we get people who call in or send notes saying that we talk about black people issues too much. We're black. Uh, Fight me. Yeah. Be out. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah. Right, so we, you're looking at it from our perspective and how we are seeing things, and that's something that's missing in regular com- conversation. Because generally what colonizers do as a default is that when something is not, um, is not in their interest, they act like it right. does not exist. So there just like go. with women's suffrage... You know, and I'm in and I'm in upstate New York, so you know Seneca Falls and all that stuff is where women's suffrage stuff yeah. started. But Susan B. Anthony yeah. and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. But uh-huh. you have to remember, okay. with Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman, once they got traction, they kicked those black women out, and they said it's about women mm. instead of saying it's about white women. They just kicked the black women out. So don't ask right. if you always have everybody else's interest in mind. When you're doing that, but you so when we but you know what so gets when we talk me, man, is that uh huh. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no you go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no I, I was remember. saying, you know, the thing is that, that that gets me is that they act like, man, we are sons, we have mothers. They act like, you know, we're, we're up against the one. Listen, man, my mama and your mama and Mr. Elliot's mama, they mean and meant the world to us, and still do. So why they act like we're out against women? This thing about this Boston Celtics head coach, the bottom line is it was consensual. You talk about equal rights? I mean, both of them broke the rules. Show me where it says, well, no male person can go after a female person. If it says that, then he's wrong. 
but I doubt it. Right. So how the hell right. are you going to suspend him for a year and nothing happens to her? Nothing. I'm not saying anything should happen to her. It's my problem. My problem is I'm saying nothing should happen to either one of them. Well, right? okay. I'm with you on that, too. Right. So I, I, I don't agree with us going against our own nature of, of dealing with people. You know, you spend enough time with anybody, and I think it was Minister Farrakhan that said this years ago when CNN did the story about, you know, um, the minister saying something like he's against interracial marriage. If they would have played the full clip, Minister Farrakhan said, Honorable Minister Farrakhan, because I'd like to be really respectful of him, um, but what happened was he said that God gives you the ability to love. If you open your heart up to anyone, you can fall in love with them, and that's righteous, right? If you only date outside of your race because you don't like your own race, I'm against interracial marriage. So which part of that clip do you think they played? Right? So I'm against interracial have, marriage, yeah. Right. So when you have male and females in the workplace and you're under stressful situations, people are opening up their hearts and their lives to each other, you can have people be attracted to each other. We can't get away from our own humanity because you're at work. So it, it's like saying that you need to regulate that. You can't regulate emotions. I don't know. I mean, what are you going to just use, um, you know, robots and artificial intelligence to do all your work? Our emotions drive us. So you can't do that. So you're putting them inside of a male sport and acting as if the guys are going to be neutered because of the job title that they have. It's not going to happen. And I think it's unreasonable and unrealistic. Uh-oh. So, I just found yeah. something. Oh, boy. It looks like this was a situation where this guy was making unwanted sexual uh, comments towards her. Oh, boy. Okay. And so it was almost like, yeah. 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 And that uh, counter. It was consensual. It's like the the Matt Lowry situation, right? The the, the dude that used to, not Lowry, but what's his name? The guy that used to be on a... The 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 today show, that whole thing. Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer. Yeah, I think it's like that situation, huh? It's like okay, you just kind of put pressure on them, and they feel because who you are in the organization, in order for them to get advanced, they have to. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. I I say he was a first year coach, and um, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. I can't say that there's pressure right. or not. I can only go yeah. by what the report thing, and if yeah, it was exactly. consensual, then technically it says improper it, consensual. It was what? what? It improper. It says improper, improper consensual. That he shouldn't have felt made her feel pressured. That's what I think. That's I where it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I got that. He is one. Well, if he, that's he what is he wrong did, that he made wrong. her feel pressured at all, any any, yeah. any kind of situation. But wow. my my problem is generally is that having women in the workplace in that situation under fire like that, if she consensually liked him and they mm-hmm. dated or something, I don't think that either one of them can get in trouble. I don't think that they should. You know, having putting pressure on anybody 
to um, do something that they don't want to do should be wrong. But that should be someplace in your own humanity. You know, some people are predators, and you got to get rid of those people. But wow. um, so, but I'm just saying, like in 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 most in most cases, um, I just had a conversation with someone about this before, and they were talking about in nursing school. A lot of the nurse, a lot of people said, "Oh, they're going to be a nurse because they want to meet a doctor." Right? This oh, wow. Going on for a long time. <laughs> wow. I'm no, that's, that's been going on for a long time. People take fields yeah. to meet husbands. And so mm. you can't fire somebody because they consensually like each other. This is not, you know, um, a Bill and Melinda Gates situation where she worked at Microsoft. He dated and married her, and then she quit her job. She just came up. But nobody yeah. is saying you got to fire Bill Gates because he was working for her. Yeah. He owned a company. So I don't know where the line goes in that. I think we're human, and we have to take in consideration that you can be attracted to people and people date. And when you have situations like that, it can be abused, and you should not, like I say, risk somebody's job or pressure in the workplace kind of stuff. But I think that the feminists feel like you should not even look at them just because they're a woman. And I'm like, that's not possible. It's not possible. You're just setting somebody up for failure if you do that. You know, I I would, well, I, I guess I will tell the story. Um, I think I was in, what, 10th grade, so it's probably oh. like 14, and we had a teacher who just got out of college, and you know what hormonal boys do to, to women when they're around yeah, the same age. She, yeah. she had everybody in our class hitting on her, and she felt really uncomfortable about being there, and we were like, yeah, you need to teach in elementary first. Right? Because yeah. you're too close to the age of the kids who you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so we can't say, oh, what are you going to suspend every little boy that hit on her? <laughs> but that, the yeah. only thing that the kid said in our class at the very first day of class when she says, hey, give us your contract emergency information, put them on cards and pass them to class. And the little boy said, do we get your number too? And she goes, I get it from the office. She knew where this was going. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you can't that you can't stop that. That's something that's almost unreasonable to say that people yeah. won't be attracted to other folks. It's just hard. Right. It's difficult. To Science is involved, regulate. man. You know. Now, 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 you know, actress Neil Long, uh, his longtime partner, emailed a statement to the Boston Globe on Friday. Asking for privacy while acknowledging the outpouring of support. Now, listen to this, and you tell me whether he's in trouble or not. She says, the outpouring of love and support from family and friends and the community during this difficult time means so much to me, not us. Uh, I ask that my Uh, privacy, not our privacy, be respected as I, not we, process the recent events. Above all, I am a mother and will continue to focus on my children. (laughs) <laughs> it's a wrap. 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 Because most of the time you see these statements, hey, we, we appreciate our privacy. We want to focus on our children. Nope, there's no I in team. And she damn sure didn't use it. So there you go. Yeah. She's going to probably. And in defense of her, she got blindsided. She got blindsided. Oh, oh yeah. they said. They said that that he knew 
that this investigation was going on, and he still allowed her to move out to Boston. And she just she oh. just gave up in L.A. For, for, for Boston to move out there with him, to be closer to him. And he knew that this was going on. So, well, yeah. With all due respect, yeah. Jerome, if you don't mind, sir, how, can we just sit back and acknowledge the fact that how can you cheat on me alone? I, you know, you have... I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't get it, brother. I, I just don't. You know. But you said now. I'm looking. Look, as we speak, I'm looking for pictures of this other chick. <laughs> I haven't found him yet. But so, she said she's fine. She said she's yeah, fine. So, so here's the thing. Like, um, well, it, I I saw it in the Daily Mail because you know foreign papers will not hide identity. That's U.S. Papers. Oh yeah, that's right. That. Yeah, foreign papers going. don't do that. Thank you. So if you ever want to find, you know, you know how they tape award shows. And they're like, yo, it was taped on last Friday and we show it on Saturday. They have agreements from everybody else to not show that. But that night or the next day, the BBC will have it. They will not hold your information. It's a part of their policy that they oh, don't yeah. have information. Yeah. Well, so well, I remember when, uh, <laughs> remember when, when uh, Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock? I had to go there to get the unedited version, <laughs> and it was right. all their lives. <laughs> yeah. They played the whole so, thing. They didn't cut them. They played everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Winston Churchill called the BBC the enemy within because the BBC during the war said, how do you know that you're winning a war unless you know that you were losing it? You can't just tell good news. You need to tell, hey, we're losing ground over here, and now we're winning, uh-huh. right? So yeah. their policy, even though they get public funding from the from the government, they will not even do the government's bidding when the government asks them to suppress information. They just won't do it. Speaking of the daily, fact. speaking of the daily uh, Daily Mail, they said that this person uh, was the person that handled all of his travel arrangements and even booked trips for his fiance as well. Ouch. Yeah. I saw that you like gossip, but I didn't say that, but I did see that. <laughs> like I was Oh but, wow. She must have handled all the business affair stuff. But yeah. you know, they have pictures of it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm still looking. But I I'm just saying like in situations like this, we have to yeah. kinda of acknowledge that a part of the problem oh, you know, you we're, I forgot we changed and you started looking at me along. I, I, I'm always reminded of the Holly Berry story. And David Justice, David, when she was married oh, to David yeah. Justice. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. Um, David Justice gets interviewed um, on, it was a baseball, you know. I already um, know where you're going with this. That's yeah. a baseball game. <laughs> And some guy says to David Justice, I can't believe you would leave divorce Holly Berry. And David Justice did not crack a smile. And he said, and I'm not saying this is me along, by the way. I'm just saying just because they're entertainers doesn't mean everything's rosy. And he said, you have to remember, she is an actress. He said, so she can yell at you, call 911, and cry at a drop of a dime when the police get there. And he was not moved. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. You're going to get that man killed doing that. So he was not moved. So anytime, sorry, Holly, because I don't know the situation, but I remember he said that. But it's like when you see 
people like that, you're like, wait a minute, something else could be going on that you're not seeing. So when you deal with True. actresses and actors, I don't, I don't even, I'm not moved because they are actors and they're good. So I can't, you can't sit there and be like, oh, here's what's happening. I'll probably look at you like you're crazy. I know they're human, but actors are yeah. actors, you know. So, you know, in the whole Jada Pinkett, Will Smith, it was the same thing. It was like, I don't believe Jada yeah. was squat. She she knew what the heck she was doing. Like, so you can have remorse and all of that other good stuff, but, you know, there's something else going on inside these situations that we're not seeing. But I'm, so right. my comments were flat based on the workplace issue of male right. and female. We cannot ignore right. nature when it comes down to it. Yeah, sure. You know? Sure. And I, want to, I don't want to be a pig as a guy, but I am telling you, when you go to a football game and there are cheerleaders, you're not cheering for the cheerleaders. Guys nope. don't do that. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hype up the crowd. It's like, you can do what you want, but you're dancing naked in front of a bunch of guys. That's all I'm saying. That's why Andre That's football is so, so, uh, so popular. You know, I, I, uh, I'm i seeing pictures. She's okay. I, she's all right. I think Mariana I think looks better than her, but that's just my opinion. Okay. All well, right. I, okay. Now, don't don't get me started on that. I think Mariana music is her mama still on this? All right, tell her this. <laughs> Be respectful to Mariana. And she is gorgeous. Oh, I just want to say this. We are not comparing anybody to her. Thank you very much. But I am just saying Beauty is in the yeah. eye of the beholder, but everybody knows yeah. Mariana is gorgeous. But just just yeah. to say with everybody else, I don't know. Again, <laughs> and you can work with anybody and you open your heart up to them. They will look prettier yeah. to you as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know her, but I'm just saying, you know, when you have yeah. um, workplace situations, um, it does yeah. not, looks are not always on surface looks. And most of those pictures that you're looking at is her at practice. And her doing her job. You're not looking at the Instagram yeah. version of that same woman. Just want uh, to tell you that. Actually, it, it, actually, she's in the bikini. Okay. TJ, I was trying to give you an out. But you oh, still I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, you're is. right. <laughs> sorry. My bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Jerome. I, I agree. Thank you. Elias, <laughs> we cannot help Jay. We're going to have to have a meeting. Right, we don't have to help, Jay. I was trying not to get him to free him. He's like a bird. I'm on his friend right now. <laughs> Except my friend was fine. Okay, what the heck happened? <laughs> well, hey, maybe I think this is a good time for me to leave. <laughs> okay, oh, gentlemen. <laughs> No, it's not. A wonderful show. Oh, hey, gosh. Wow. Just yes, about to recover. we're about to um, rehash the Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill thing if you want to stay. I'm just joking. Just to cause you some more trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did y'all say that she agreed to uh, Clarence Thomas' wife agreed to be in front of Janity and Steve's committee? Yes. Now, I wonder how well yeah, so. she's going to lie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, so Jenny yeah. Thomas has agreed that she is going to – but she's not going to do television, I don't think. I think this is behind the scenes. Um, they're going to take her testimony. But I don't think this is going to be on TV. I'm not sure, but I don't think it is. But they're going to blow her out of the water. They said, they, they said it's going to be a video of dep- deposition. Well, yeah, yeah, she's not going to come in at all. 
Because mm-hmm. that means that she can just stop talking anytime she wants. Ooh, my feed went, went bad. Boop. <laughs> She's going to disappear when they ask her, have you talked about this to your husband? And why do you think mm-hmm. husband voted against pulling um, Trump's personal records? Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's all because she was lobbying for something and her husband backed her, which means she's influencing the Supreme Court justice and he needs to recuse himself. So that's going to be a little tricky to watch. And I'm not, I'm never big on Republicans having a come to Jesus moment when they're caught. So when people say things like that, oh, even Republicans voted um, to impeach Trump. It's like, so? Right? Mm-hmm. They should have. That's just common right. sense. Right, y'all covering for that nut. So you're culpable. You're responsible for half of this stuff. And I don't know if you saw that Matt Gates. they're not going to prosecute him for his underage child stuff now. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, man, them cats get away with murder, man. Yep. Those cats get away with murder, and they're going to continue to get away with it. That's why I told yep. Jay when we were talking earlier, they, they, Trump's going to get away with it. Yep. And yep. I, Nobody, that's just how that works, man. Yeah. I think that they get over the fact that for for their culture, they literally get to do anything they want and then walk away like nothing happens. And then mm-hmm. want to hold to this really high standard of we just need to set an example so nobody else does this. Well, y'all going to do it anyway mm-hmm. and don't care. So that that's maddening. Yeah. I I guess we're far far enough into the show show to go to some of our first story of the day. Um, you know, September the September equinox, you know, was the twenty first. Uh was mm-hmm. the day that the sun was directly above the equator and day and night were exactly the equal length of time. So it's mm-hmm. the first day of autumn. In the northern hemisphere is what this September 21st was, um, and it's the solstice. So for you guys in astrology, it was the it was the um, I'm sorry, it was the equinox. The solstice is we have a summer and winter solstice, and between those we have the equinox. So the winter solstice is December 21st. It's the first day of winter. Mm. Winter. It's, I know I shouldn't even brought that up. That seemed like it's coming too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. bad. Yeah, they say we're gonna have a rough winter here in the Mid Midwest. They say it's gonna be cold. I'm gonna be really? some time in some warm spots. Yeah, they say it's gonna be a rough winter. Like, oh yeah, my I, god! I actually went to something yesterday. The um, on, on the fairgrounds, New York State fairgrounds, and it was cold. Like that wind, the breeze was cold. So you know the weather is changing <laughs> when the breeze is cold. Mm-hmm. How hot it is when that. When that wind starts getting cold, it's going to be a whole yep. other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, here's a, you know that, those Ozempic commercials? Like the, yeah. that, that. So, I never knew what that was. And even when I see the co- commercials, I didn't really know what it was. I just remember them singing the song, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You know. Ozempic? So you really, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, so, so mm-hmm. um. Celebrities are spending $1,500 a month on this pre-diabetic diabetic drug, Ozempic, because of its weight loss effects. 
So they're oh, leaving yeah. a shortage of the pre-diabetic medicine for those who desperately need it because you can lose weight. Okay. So, <laughs> so the drug is called, okay. uh, uh, I guess it's semaglutide, I guess. It's sold under the brand name Ozempic and um, has become a hot commodity among celebrities, and it created a shortage. And so here's the thing. When I see the commercials, they don't say it's a pre-diabetic drug. They just have people mm-hmm. smiling and laughing, people in the park and stuff, and they're happy about taking it. So they know what they're doing mm-hmm. at a pharmaceutical company. They don't care if you're taking it for weight loss or for diabetes. Right. They can't advertise it for anything other than it's approved for. So they do this generic commercial that they don't tell you what it's approved for. Mm. Isn't that deceptive and crazy? It is. It yeah. is. Wow. As much, and they spent a lot of marketing money on that, and it's because fifteen hundred dollars a month is a lot of money. Oh God! They're yeah. making that kind of loot. I can see why I see mm-hmm. those commercials. I, I see those commercials more than I see like, um, like yeah. M and M, Reese or. Mm-hmm. Like frivolous stuff. I don't see. I see more of those commercials than anything else. Mm. I don't see though. I drink Dr Pepper and them proud commercials no more. Like I don't see like. <laughs> I don't see like frivolous candy bar commercials and I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. That was kind of no. Yeah. They're selling you drugs like a mug because everybody's taking drugs in this piece. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's um. Researchers from the University of Florida said that their findings that natural sugars found in fruits like oranges and lemons can be a healthy replacement um, than those um, that have artificial sweeteners or sugar in them um, and help with people who have diabetic risk. So they're saying if you just eat natural sugars, it's not going to boost your diabetic risk with um, – with, with oranges and lemons and other fruits like that. So the company um, said their findings, they find that it could help companies reduce the sugar content in their food and drink without losing any of the sweet taste if they use natural sweeteners. I think that that should have been a no-brainer, but that's just me. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> they're like, why, why use that? Let's get some high-fructose corn syrup in here to kill everybody <laughs> while they're, um, you know, while they're having a bag of potato chips. I didn't need that. That was a big much. Now, they said that all American adults under the age of 65 should be screened for anxiety, according to a leading paneling analyst of doctors that are recommending aiming the um, soaring rates of mental illness issues in the U.S. Um, So I think that all white folks need to have mental checks to begin with. That's just me. Mm. I can give you many reasons why I think that, but I think it's absolutely true. That's why folks are going crazy over the illusion of minority issues. That's why people are scared of black people for no found reason. That is why people are scared to have, you know, history books reveal the truth because of white frailty. I think that Mm -hmm. they really need to have therapy. Um, so I'm sure that wouldn't be a reported study that's going to come out anytime soon. Oh, they need doubt. to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, military veterans 
are killing themselves at twice, at more than twice the rate um, of their official rate. Like, so they had an, a rate come out, but they're saying mm-hmm. at twice the official rate, most due um, to uncounted drug overdose suicides. Apparently, they don't keep those numbers like they should, and they're saying the mm-hmm. alarming study is on the real cost of wearing the uniform. So military suicides rates are alarmingly high and rising, and it's often attributed to trauma and stress of serving um, in wars with head injuries and difficulty to returning to civilian life. But mostly it's unrelated, uncounted drug overdoses caused by those things as well. Hmm. Yeah. So we need to do a better job in this country of looking out for veterans. Um, you know, that's, that's a thing. Sure. Yeah. You send them to war, and then when they get back, you're like, why are you sleeping on my sidewalk? Like, you're, like, right. <laughs> mad at right. right. for having mental issues or not being able to integrate back into society because you don't have anything for them to integrate mm-hmm. back into society. Now, um, a top Chinese official has warned uh, – he, he's a – an ambassador has warned the nation's citizens to avoid touching strangers. <laughs> They're telling them yeah. do not touch foreigners because of their rec- um, they recorded their first monkeypox case in a 20-year-old, mm-hmm. 29-year-old man who had sex with men in Germany. So they're saying if they're foreign and they're in China, don't touch them. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's an interesting way to I go about it. I got into an argument with a girl the other day because we, we were talking, and she said, if you got the uh, monkey pox, that means you had sex with somebody. I said, not necessarily. Not necessarily. And passed by touching right now, yep. you know. Yep. It, you can just touch them. You can have, that's a skin-to-skin contact thing, but you can shake somebody's hands, and if they have mm-hmm. a open sore, you can pretty much get anything. So, yeah, that is a... Um, you know, we, there's many different stories about how things are transmitted, if it's through the air, if it's through touch. But I think for this monkeypox virus, um, it is um, touching. Mm-hmm. You know, you get it from touching. All right. Now, um, here's a story on space junk. But they're saying humans has le- have left more than 15,000 pounds of discarded hardware and dead spacecraft on Mars. So, you know, we've been sending stuff to Mars and stuff. So they're saying the um, rovers and, you know, things that they had orbit Mars that they sent over the last 50 years um, and subtracting the weight of things that are currently in operations. They're saying that it has about 15,695 pounds of debris on Mars. We will pollute anything. Yeah, yeah, we will, won't we? Yep. You can't even get out of orbit of this planet without hitting space junk. <laughs> That's how much stuff is just floating. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's disregard this and send something else up there. Mm. I'm like, we are doing more harm to ourselves than this planet was meant to handle. It's going to spit us off and keep playing. Mm. Now, a black man who uh, died after a police encounter in Denver in the Denver suburbs in 2019 because he was um, injected with a powerful sedative after being forcefully restrained, um, according to this amended autopsy on Friday. 
Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Elijah McClain, the 23-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They listed him as undetermined and not a ho- and not a homicide, but the autopsy just came out and said that he was injected with a powerful sedative, mm-hmm. and that's what yep. got him. Damn, last so, call did that one. Yep. Yeah. Now, they, but they knew this. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if the medical examiner knew that, how come they just didn't put it on the autopsy to, right. to cover the policeman or whoever injected him? Mm-hmm. So if you don't know the story, McLean was put in a neck hold and injected with um, uh, ketamine. I don't know what that is. Yep. After being stopped yep. by police in Aurora for being suspicious. So yep. walking down the street, he was being suspicious. He was unarmed as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the original autopsy report that was written soon after his death in August 2019 did not reach a conclusion about how he died or what type of death it was, such as natural, accidental, or homicide. They just wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And that was the major reason why prosecutors initially decided not to pursue charges. So they decided not to pursue charges and the people who killed them because the autopsy didn't determine a char or, or a reason of death. Right. Again, people get mad when black people say that we need to start keeping our mouth shut. They get mad at that. Mm-hmm. But the problem yeah. is that white folks are keeping their mouth shut when it comes to incriminating somebody who's white. Exactly. They, I, I wouldn't believe that there was no big conspiracy, that they all knew each other. I think that when you kill somebody black, they just was like, okay. Somebody called and made a phone call and said, well, you may know, but, you know, this is going to put the EMT in jeopardy or the police officer in jeopardy. And they probably just said, okay, we're not going to put anything. All right. Yeah. So we have to be, a, again, do a better job in the community as identifying um, what some of these idiosyncrasies are. You know, just generally. Um, so it, you know, it, it's just it's just sad. It's just sad that we can't um, figure out a way around all of this stuff when it comes down to it. Because that a part of the problem, um, Les, is that people want to believe that there's fairness, and we're getting all these examples that there are none. Mhm. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. now, scientists in, um, at, I guess it's Flinders University in Australia are warning that watching YouTube um, in an hour, an hour before going to bed and while in bed can harm a person's sleep. So they followed 700 teenagers from 12 to 18 that attempted, uh, that attended eight schools. Um, a result showed that for every 30 minutes of YouTube watched in an hour before de- bed, the time of going to bed was delayed by 11 minutes. But once in bed, watching another 30 minutes delayed the time of trying to go to sleep by 13 minutes. So for comparison, those who watch TV in an hour before bed actually got under the covers, um, about nine minutes earlier, on average, than people who watch YouTube. Mm. You get money to do all kind of um, 
studies, but that was interesting. So for 10 minutes to know this, they studied 700 teenagers to figure out how they were risking their own um, health by staying up longer from watching, um, looking at a computer. Now, results were not giving for its effect when teenagers are watching, um, watching in bed, but likely because a few carried out the activity, like they, a few were watching YouTube, so experts warned YouTube poses a risk to sleep because of short-term videos and autoplay and recommended clips that featured users losing control. You know how you watch one thing and then another thing come on, then another thing come on? Oh, yeah. I have, mm-hmm. yeah, I have fallen asleep to stuff like that. I'll wake you up and play another video after another video. And I'm like, okay. mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, they, they estimate, suggest that 7 in 10 young Americans are failing to meet... Um, their eight to ten hours of sleep that they're recommending, and this is why watching YouTube mm. or watching a football game. But I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now get this. I have another um, Byron Allen story. Now, media moment. Mm. If you don't know who Byron Allen is, um, he filed a ten billion dollar racial discrimination suit against McDonald's, and he was given a green light to proceed by a U.S. court. Um, last Friday, nearly a year after it was dismissed last December. Now, he alleges that despite black people making up 40% of the fast food market, McDonald's relegates black-owned networks to um, an African-American tier, is what they're calling it, and allocates just $5 million or 0.3% of its $1.6 billion to advertise, uh, to advertise towards black people. They had a six point. $1.6 billion advertising budget, and they give 0.3% to advertising to black people. And black mm. people are percent of their customers. Wow. Yeah. So a U.S. Mm. district judge um, ruled, um, said that he felt that Allen, Byron Allen, had the right to prove his case citing allegations that... Um, you know, they filed initially in 2009 um, and was repeatedly unsuccessful, but they were trying to obtain a contract for McDonald's, and they said they have a racist culture, corporate culture that harmed him. And they said taken, taken together and um, construed in the light of most favorable to the planet, which means that um, – it more than likely means that they intentionally discriminated. So the plaintiffs have alleged significant facts to support an inference of intentional demonstration uh, discrimination, according to that judge. So I don't know what you got to prove, but if you got $1.6 billion and you give 0.3% to the people where you have 40% of people supporting your business, you are discriminating. Most people hmm. advertise to the people who are buying their projects and try to get them to buy more. McDonald's really? said we don't even have to pay you any attention. So anyway, Byron Allen's suing him for $10 billion. You think Byron Allen already has a billion? He's suing for the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually agree with him on this. I'm like, knock that out, Byron. All right. <laughs> now, you know, now, 
did you see, like, one of the four Minneapolis police officers involved in the death of Joyce Floyd had an outburst in court this week? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, man. So he was sentenced to three years in prison. And um, this guy, Thomas Lane, who he uh, held his legs down, you know, as George Floyd lost uh, consciousness. And he said at the sentencing hearing on Wednesday, he said, um, the judge ruled, and he said, i got to register as a predatory offender. What the F is that, is what he said. Really? Yeah, because he's saying, this the guy who killed him, you can understand that. He said, but I was just there. Like, I held his legs down. Why do I get a predatory charge on that? Now, he's serving a two-year sentence in a low-security federal prison camp in Littleton, Colorado. But under Minnesota's rules, it's presumed that Lane would serve two years of his state prison sentence and the rest on supervised release, commonly known as parole, if you don't know. And um, the state law, however, dictates that Lane register as a predatory offender. It's a status given to those um, convicted of a felony of criminal assault, um, conduct, or certain designations of sex crimes like kidnapping or false imprisonment. So he got a false imprisonment charge that is going to make him a predatory, right? Because it's, it's, you can't hold somebody down. You can't restrain them like that. So that All charge right. is him register as a f- offender. And he said, if I have a minimum role, this is a quote, why the F do I have to do that? He was saying to his attorney. Yeah. He didn't say that to the judge, <laughs> no, no doubt. The judge would have been like, because I said so. That's what the judge would have said. But anyway, he's going to have to register as a offender. Okay, so I think anybody who's listened to the show in the, in the past knows that I'm not necessarily a Tyler Perry fan. But Tyler Perry was getting um, interviewed by Chris Wallace. So Perry, who's 53, defended his Madeira character by saying he is um, honored. He's honoring the people who made him who he is. So, of course, Chris Wallace went back to this 2009 statement from Spike Lee saying that, you know, it was coonery and buffoonery, right? Um, And that enhanced negative stereotypes in the black community. So, Tyler Perry said, for me, I love the movies that I've done and because uh, they are people that I grew up with and that I represent. And see, he said he has received uh, a master class for his life um, when his mother bought um, you know, brought into his a pro- to his project every weekend, so she could play cards with other women. And he said most of them didn't have a twelfth grade education, but their stories and how they loved each other um, was much more. And I'm like, regardless of what your excuse is, it is coonery and buffoonery. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if they're educated or not. He's still missing the point because. He has a lot of money, and um, black people ignore um, that stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a lot of money. Hell, he's, he's got to yeah. be a billionaire. He's got to be. Oh, no. No doubt. It says and everything. that worth, worth not, a billion. Yeah. And he grew up yeah. poor within the, the father. I don't know why they had to say that. But uh, mm-hmm. that his mother 
his mother's love that made him successful. Yeah, by mm. mocking your mother, you need to give her half. <laughs> Don't they do sure. that? Isn't that like sampling? Isn't that what the sampling things are? So if you make a record, <laughs> you sample somebody else's stuff, you got to get some some of the royalties to them, right? Mm-hmm. I think that if you develop a character based upon real people, it should be like sampling. Well, that's Wouldn't that be a nice I... lawsuit? Oh, yeah. that, no, this this one guy, Ron, uh, what was Ron's name? I can't remember his name, but he sued um, uh, Empire because he said that the uh, the, uh, the the main character and the wife was were based off him and his wife. Yeah, it was based on his wife. After him and his wife, I'm trying. Oh, okay. These guys out of California. I'm trying to remember his name. It's Ron. He had a uh, Ron. Uh, he had a Neutron Singers. So, because he, yeah, he was, uh, and he had a group of the Neutron Singers, and uh-huh. uh, and he sued, uh, he sued Empire because he said that was loosely based off his life. Man. And yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. So know that. yeah, that lawsuit's already out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said, when um, I think that should be a thing. I mean, you can you can prove it when somebody is, um, you know, if you wrote something, if it's copyright infringement. But I guess people wouldn't admit where they got stuff from anymore <laughs> if you if you tell them that, because that's how you find out. You're like, oh, this is how my aunt used to act. Your aunt could just mm. call you up and be like, Eddie Murphy. He's like, roll Charlie around a little bit. He's doing those characters mm-hmm. off of his family. They should be like, um, where's my cut? <laughs> I'm just saying that that's just my perspective. I'm just I I wouldn't uh I wouldn't suggest that you try suing somebody over that unless you get Kathleen Kathleen on the phone. <laughs> You're like, let's go call an attorney for this. Now, um, book sales about astrologer Nostradamus have soared since um, um Queen Elizabeth has died. Now, as people suggested that the French prophet, I guess, predicted the death more than 450 years ago. So Nostradamus has previously been held for his predictions uh, about the great fire of London and Hitler's rise to power in the the wars in Europe. But since Elizabeth's death on September 8th, the book sales of Mario Redding's Nostradamus' complete prophecy of Features for the future have risen dramatically. So in a week prior to her death, the book sold five copies for the week. Since September 17th, 8,000 copies have been sold. Wow. (laughs) No. So within the book, uh, it was first published in 2006. And so um, there's a reading that interprets one of um, um, that Queen Elizabeth II will die in 2022 at the age of around um, 96 years old. Dang. Yeah, and that was more than 400 years after Nostradamus published his book. But the works remain popular because of the predictions. And and some of those predictions are open to interpretation. Sometimes he has them so vague that he'll be like, that's what he must have met. But apparently, 
is getting traction that people are saying that Nostradamus, who was not alive, that was about 15, in the 1500s or something when Nostradamus was alive. But they're saying that um, he predicted the death of the queen um, at age 96 in 2022. Wow. Yeah, he wasn't even around when she was born. I wish you could tell me a lot of the numbers. Yeah, I'm saying, can somebody wake Nostradamus ass up and try to give us us that Powerball? Try to knock that out real quick. Yeah, (laughs) really. Young, dude. It's 300 million. Shoot. Yeah, yep. Hey, did you see the, the, uh, there's two winners of the, I think it's the Mm -hmm. $1.3 billion one. Did you see they recently collected their money? Yeah, they came forward, but they said when you win that much money, you don't have to say who you are. I'm like, thank God, because if you win that much money, no, nobody would no, ever I, know. I, yeah, now I mm-hmm. think that I think that in New York State you have to. It depends on the state. Well, no, they 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 said that the lottery said they they that that they 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 passed it. Whereas that even no matter what state you're in, if you win it and you win that much money because of the uh, the riffraff that's going to be coming your way, they said you don't have to tell. Really? They yep. said no matter what state. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Is that, uh, is that Mega Indiana Man's Powerball? Did they differentiate? No, they just said the lottery. If you win like a billion dollars or like something like that or they over five hundred million, they know you put your life at risk. Yeah, they know, that's what they, they said. They have to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because there's no way that the average person has um, access to security and all of that other stuff. Yeah. If if you are Living that lifestyle, you know how to run in circles like that. You get that kind of money, and you walking your butt around Walmart, <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. that is like horrible, right? You need security at that, having that kind of loot. See, I would, I would move all my family out this area, and we move somewhere else, and I would let nobody know I won. Never, right? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I would know you won because all your family end up missing. I'd be like, where L.E.S.? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Number is like, hey, boom, man, boom, boom. Like, you, you, I'm sorry, this number has been disconnected or changed. You're like, wait, nah, wait, no, wait. Bro. Nah, bro. You, you, you would be, hey, I'm telling you, people on this show, I would set them out with money. I mean, you got billions of, you got a billion dollars, why wouldn't you? Come on, man, stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, People that have this that, yeah. Mm-mm. That's stupid to have $10 million and have no friends. That's not smart. Yeah. Right? Right. So you cut, you cut your people in. But I'm I'm just saying, like, when I saw that story and uh, when I read it, they said that the two people are sharing a ticket. But mm-hmm. now this is smart. So instead of having your family where you have all of the money, if you split the ticket – Right, so let's just say you won a hundred million dollars. You don't have to spit it fifty-fifty with anybody. You can just give, you know, somebody in your family two million dollars, another person five million dollars. When you collect the money, that way you're not mm-hmm. responsible for giving out money anymore, right? Right. So, so mm-hmm. apparently the winners sought financial advice, a financial advisor, and got some attorneys, and they worked all of that out before they came forth to get the money. So they said that they are, were anonymous. They chose to be anonymous, and um, yeah, you would want to having mm. seven hundred and something million dollars each. You want to be anonymous, God, yeah. yeah, right. You don't nobody know who you. No, no, nah, man. You don't nobody know who yeah. you are. Shoot, that's for damn sure. No, I'm good. Yeah, no thanks. You know what? Nobody Mm-mm. trying to kill you in your sleep. Like you don't need all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that that was that was interesting. That is, um, like I said, but I knew that was in Illinois, but I didn't know that that held across the board. I know they say mm-hmm. that in their state, whatever the state regulations was, New York State believes just to prove that somebody did win the money that somebody has to claim it. No, so, see, Illinois, you, you they used to use that to uh, you, that let you know in, in Illinois too. Did they? Yeah, Illinois, Indiana. Yeah, in Illinois, Indiana, you had they had to let you know who won it. But they said because of the lies, the, the that large of a jackpot. Nah, it ain't move. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So if, yeah, yeah I think the Lord jackpots they still make you then. But that yeah. that yep. kind of money, yeah. yeah. See, that's why I'm only playing when they get closer to five hundred million. I'm like, because <laughs> nobody needs to know. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody needs to know because anything Mm-mm. else is gonna. I'm gonna end up hurting everybody's feelings because it ain't happening. Yep. <laughs> and I, I still played it cool. I'm like, Mm-mm. I, I, even though I got that money, shh, man, please, I don't never let nobody know, you know, except for my immediate family, you know. Right. I gave, I, 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 visited people and gave them millions and then walking off from them, and that's how you, that's yeah. how you do it. And I, you got, and I'm gonna have a contract that says if you tell people where you got that money from, you lose it. You forfeit it. Yep, you forfeit yep. that money. Yep. Yep. Want it back? Don't nobody know where you got your money from. Yep, that's exactly why I wanted to kind of correct Jay with that hammer stuff. I'm like, people look at money weird and they laugh at people who spend their money, but people who share should be applauded for doing that. And that's what he did. He took care of everybody in his hood. He said he would take people off the streets. they like, I ain't got no job. He's like, you want a job? Give them $40,000 salary. He said some of them people never saw that kind of money mm-hmm. from where he's from. He said they weren't yeah. going to make that kind of money. Minimum wage mm-hmm. back then was horrible to compare to now. Yeah. At the time that Hammer, um, Hammer was popular, people, you know, you're still making, you know, Twelve thousand dollars a year. People weren't making money like that. Mm-mm. You know, internet wasn't really big even in the nineties. So you had no YouTube, TikTok people either. Nope. So yeah, I didn't like the him being the butt of anybody's jokes. Now our, I know we're running up against it, but here is um, our last story. You know, the the U.S. Federal Drug Administration has stepped in to warn reckless teens about the latest social media trend. It is cooking chicken with NyQuil. They're cooking chicken with NyQuil. They're telling them not to do it. I know, people are crazy. Come on. (laughs) Chicken and NyQuil. I guess, guess, Apparently, teens are thinking that that is a way to get high, but I'm telling you, don't try this stuff. Mm. Folks are crazy. So anyway, yeah. I don't want to end on a bad note, but that's my public service announcement. Stop being stupid. <laughs> yeah, really. In the words of Brown, I'll meet the Browns. Stop being stupid. Really? Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, man. Hi, I brother. think we're probably right up on it. Yeah, we're but, at twelve now. All right. Well, we'll get. We'll, right. we'll see you guys next week. All righty, brother. All right. Yep.